What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Rest of Purist podcast, episode 42. Uh, I'm joined at this moment by Chris, Rob, soon to be joined by Ayo, and maybe a few more people will do run-ins throughout the show. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, man, we're going to talk some Dynamite. We're going to talk some news. And um, yeah, man, but I'm going to go around and see how the boys are doing. Chris, what are you saying? You good? Yeah, I'm straight, you know. It's been just a regular day. Not yeah. too much going on. Yeah, man. Rob, what you saying, bro? You good? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Uh, just ready to get into this dynamite. <laughs> ready for dynamite. Well, yeah, the dynamite was crazy. Uh, we'll get yeah. to it eventually. But uh, first things first, we'll get through the news and discourse of the day. Uh, <laughs> we'll start with something fairly quick because, you know, uh, we know that this isn't probably a thing that will pop everyone in the chat the most i don't think it's gonna puff uh uh aw fan heavy crowd the most but wwe uh seems to be bringing back braun Strowman. uh pw insider reported that you know he's back officially now um and he's scheduled to be at the raw after clash at the castle i believe and um yeah man to be honest I get why a lot of people on twitter kind of roll their eyes at it he's not exactly the work rate internet darling wrestler but at the end of the day from my perspective as a fan he's seven foot and can actually move you know um he looks great and when i think i was talking about it either on a podcast or spaces or something with someone and when you compare him to the other seven foot people it's like you know they don't really compare omas aziz sanga shanky um not, even like even when you look outside of the country, uh, outside of the company, like Bad Luck Farley, uh, Satnam Singh, like if we're being a hundred percent real, like none of these guys can even, <laughs> none of these guys can talk to Braun Strowman and uh, whatever you want to say about him. Um, I honestly thought towards the end of his WWE run before his release, he was actually uh, he's kind of getting somewhere in the ring. That that last match that he had, the triple threat match for the title with Drew and Bobby Lashley, was actually fucking crazy. Uh, I loved that match. And, uh, you know, they released him, and he kind of don't fit anywhere else but WWE, you know? Um, <laughs> I couldn't imagine he's this type of guy that uh, would pop Tony Khan too much, but, you know, you never know what you're going to get. So as soon as Triple H came back in, it's, he seemed like one of the guys that you would expect to kind of... Um, you know, kind of keep an eye on. I don't think he was as obvious as a Johnny Gargano to be coming back. But um, because obviously he was a big star uh, before he got released at the WrestleMania, he literally like, I'm sure that was a WrestleMania where he beat Goldberg for the title. And, um, you know, for someone to beat Goldberg at WrestleMania and then to get released that same year, it's crazy. Um, he was released literally, as I was just saying, after a Universal title match. But yeah, man, it's good. It's kind of a. I get what they're standing. He's not going to change the business or anything. But someone like Braun Strowman could definitely be useful. Eat a few pins in the main event, and like I said, man, he's seven foot and he can actually move a bit. So um, I don't think it's the worst signing in the world, to be honest. But uh, Chris, what's your thoughts on the <laughs> Braun Strowman back to WWE news? Uh, I think you know for WWE, it's a good signing. Um... They're pretty lacking in big man. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of untalented big man in the company right now. And <laughs> yeah. As much as, like, I, I don't like Braun Strowman. Like, I, he's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. But, like, compared to everyone in WWE who's a big man, 
you know, people like that. He's definitely the best option they have since uh, AEW signed Big Cass, which um, I want to say that played into the decision. AEW getting Big Cass before Triple H could, but it, it could have altered the decision a little bit um, to get a monster who's known by fans. Mm-hmm. You don't have to reintroduce him that much. Just debut him. He'll get a big pop and stuff like that. Um, his run outside WWE was like a complete failure. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Like, there's nothing notable he did that was like positive. It's just him making a clown of himself. So control your narrative. I'll never forget yet yeah, that first, um, the first control your narrative that he was in yeah. and um, he had that match with EC three that nobody that I know watched. But there was that picture of him standing over EC three, and he looked like he was kind of like crying. And it was just like, wow, bro, what was this shit, man? (laughs) And then ROH, he appeared on the last ever ROH show of that regiment. The Titan. For no reason. (laughs) For no reason, he disappeared. EC3 jumped on the mic and was like, send the Titan and fucking Prime Oh, my, bro. That's when I was like, dang, ROH is really dead. (laughs) but hey it's a it's a cool sign for wwe we'll do some cool things i don't know we'll do some i'd have brown uh brown breaker beat him or something in his first feud on the main roster or something like that yeah you'd be really good in a position like that i think uh help make stars or could you imagine i don't know Braun Breaker, I know it sounds crazy, but from the stories you hear about him uh, in the gym and shit, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Breaker could actually hit his finish on Braun Strowman, no. which would be fucking... Maybe the spear, but... Bro, but I'm not telling you that, that press slam on that show. Bro, I'm you that Braun Breaker's an animal. Yeah. He's an animal, bro. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of stories about Braun and how crazy strong and shit he is. Um, but... Yeah, man, Braun Strowman's back. Rob, what are your thoughts on uh, the big man? Yes. <laughs> no, I, I kind of expected it. Seeing as how people don't even realize, even besides like the control your narrative bullshit that he was doing, there were like repeated stories like every two or three weeks about this, like Braun begging and pleading, yo, please bring me back, please bring me back. Like he was saying he, like not them, they were calling him. It was he was calling them and saying, WWE, I mean, by them, basically saying, like, please bring me back. Like, I want to come back. So, uh, and plus, that fucking control your narrative was, like, just a complete and utter fucking failure. Like, it, that was one of the worst attempted things I've ever seen. And then now you got, so now you got control your narrative in NWA now. And it's like, well, Braun's like, I don't want to fucking go to NWA. That shit is dead. So what the fuck else is there left for me to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, Doc said it was. It's the only. He, he's the, him going back to WWE is the only thing kind of made sense for him. You know. Um, you you know there's gonna be somebody. They're gonna have somebody drop that controlling your narratives uh, line. I don't know who's gonna drop it, but somebody's gonna drop it. They always. Hmm. Kind of think, I'm trying to think. You could drop it on him. Sounds like Seth Rollins line, but <laughs> <sounds like> brother, <laughs> Chris's favorite wrestler, 
tall black, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, sounds like a nasty feud. They uh, had just a, a quick, feud, didn't they? Seth actually gave that nigga his best his best match ever. <laughs> Which I know that sounds insane, but no, I think Braun's best match is the Roman Reigns uh, ambulance match. It's between the ambulance match, the fast lane match they had, because I like that one too, and uh, the Seth match. I did not like that Seth match. I don't know, bro. I don't know about. I don't know. Yeah, the Braun's a weird one because it's like it's not like long matches. It's not like actual whole matches of his that are like, but he's just done a lot of uh He's done a lot of shit during matches that has popped me in the past because he's just big, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yeah, man, Braun Strowman, it looks like he's going back to WWE. Seems like we can expect to see him on a Monday night. I'm sure, uh, yeah, the law, <laughs> the law of chat don't want to uh, be talking too much about Braun Strowman. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I forgot to say at the start, like, subscribe, uh, send super chats, uh, all that good stuff. And um, yeah, man, we'll move on to... Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk a little bit about MJF. So, um, Dave Meltzer, he's kind of the only person that's really run with this. Uh, he seems adamant. <clears throat> he seems adamant that MJF is coming back soon. He wrote it in the newsletter about a week or two ago, and he mentioned something about it um, earlier today on the Observer Radio. So he said something to the, in the effect of he was talking about the casino ladder match and who the joke could potentially be. And um, he said, obviously, he obviously brought up MJF's name and uh, he brought up Tony Khan's tweet from yesterday where he said that, you know, they're going to get back to 100%. Dave was like, he wouldn't say to him, like, you know, what does 100% mean? But 100% would obviously to him mean MJF. And, uh, you know, he said that he knows that MJF is coming back soon. So it kind of makes sense. But, um, yeah, man, Chris, have you missed MJF in AEW? I think it's been three. I think it's three months today. I think I've seen, seen something like that on Twitter today. Uh, three months today since MJF has been uh, out of AEW. Miss is not like the right word. Um, mm-hmm. I see a lot. I've seen a lot of people say how much they like, how much they like they're enjoying AEW television, but they just miss MJF. Um, I'm not the biggest MJF guy. Um, I think what he did at Double or Nothing is like some of the grimiest things in modern wrestling, uh, business related. So I don't know. He's he's kind of weird. Um, I don't think the product is lacking anything without him. Um, but I'm not gonna sit and say like him coming back would better the product. But the product with him right now is not lacking. It's not bad. It's not derivative. It's not like missing something. Um, but him coming back all out. Would definitely be a would definitely be a big uh, boost to the roster. Uh, I wouldn't have him debut in the ladder match per se. Um, doesn't feel right, you know. It doesn't. It, that's not something. He's not a ladder match type guy. Uh, it, it's a waste of the pop. Um, hmm. I just debut him at the end of the Mox versus Punk match. Whoever wins that match, just have. I just have MJF beat him at Grand Slam or something, but. Um, him coming back hmm. would be like, it would be big for the product, but I'm not here like clamoring for it. If it doesn't happen, all that I don't, I'm not gonna lose sleep over it. Dude, I don't, 
I don't think it's even. I don't think he'll actually be the Joker in the ladder match. Like what Dave was uh, speculating about, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like a full-on report or anything. The only thing that he did say that you could, I guess, take as a report is that he's coming back soon. Um, but yeah, man, I just I don't think the ladder match is the right fit for him. Um, I don't think this pay-per-view specifically is the right time. It is definitely probably been too long. They've gone waited for this, but uh, I think. You know, this weekend specifically just isn't the right time for it. I wouldn't bring him out after Punk Moxley. Um, especially, I don't know, man. It's a weird one. I do think the product has, I wouldn't say miss, like Chris said, is kind of the, uh, probably the wrong word. But there is, you know, he does bring something unique to the product. Because, you know, he's a good heel and, you know, he's kind of like a classic heel. And it's like, you know, there isn't anyone kind of quite like him. You know, uh, never mind in the business, probably, probably, never mind in the company, probably the whole business is not really someone quite like MJF. Um, you know, he, do, he does bring something to the product, but AEW's roster is that crazy now, is that if you take one person away, it's not going to affect, you know, they can still put on great shows, whether that's MJF missing, whether that's CM Punk missing, whether that's Kenny Omega missing, all these people have been missing, Danielson, Cole, you name it. If only one of them, or two of them, or three of them go away, they've still got more than enough people to uh, put on these great shows, like shows they did last night. Um, we got a couple super chats before I get to Rob. <laughs> Young Tender, Hunter, Fish and Braun throwing it back for me. We'll get to that. Yo, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're still uh, we're kind of waiting for AO. He's having technical difficulties. He's not a professional. Uh, you know you do. You know you're doing bad when Chris is here, sounding clear, not sounding like a robot. Then we got no AO. Uh, back up, Hangman. He ran from the grind. He's not medically cleared right now. Um, <laughs> you know we got we got a few people. I sent the link to. You might do run-ins. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But at, at right now, you just dealing with us three. But we will get to uh, Hunter's nasty business. He's been up to. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure there's another super chat somewhere. King of the North need Chris and Rob to tell us how generational Kenny Goat Mega and the young goat, <laughs> the young goats are after Dynamite last night. Uh, well, they've done it again. It's just you know, it's, it's what it's what they do. You know, um, of course we appreciate the super chats. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> if anyone looks at the lodge, we're getting hit with uh, the fake WWE Gareth account. Crazy. <laughs> you, you, you done yet, bro? Does, it, does this you mean done? we're um, does this mean we're an AEW stream now? Oh god, I guess it does. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is a uh, oh shit, free Alistair Blair. But um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, uh, Rob, thoughts on MJF? Do you think he will be coming back soon? Have you missed him? When do you think would be the right time to bring him uh, back? Uh, I'm going to say what Chris said. Uh, miss is a strong word. It's one of the, you know, it's crazy because I addressed it in the group chat, but I'm going to address it today. We, we, I've seen a lot of posts from people talking about, oh, the show, the show really misses MJF. MJ, they, they <clears> need MJF on the show. Nigga, stop lying. They don't need MJF on the show. But like they've been, do, they've done consistent millions since MJF has been gone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what else? They, they have generational shows without MJF. I'm not denying that MJF is a talented individual, but to say the show needs him is a, is a, is so much of an overestimate. It's not even funny. Like people talking about MJF held it down while Kenny was gone. Stop lying. Like you just need to stop lying. This is crazy. But yeah, I've all, I've all, like I said, man, I've always thought it's crazy to think that. They need, no, they need any one wrestler when they've got that kind of roster. Um, you know, the, it's it's a struggle to get that level of top level talent all on the shows enough as it is. So, um, you know, uh, having injuries isn't the worst thing in the world. Obviously, you never really want any of uh, any wrestlers to get injured, but um, people having time away isn't the worst in the world. Obviously. What's happened the past few months is probably a bit extreme because you know the least <laughs> the least has been heavy. So yeah, yeah, this, this is crazy, bro. This nigga doesn't give up, bro. It's insane. No, but um, another thing I was gonna say is like they said the same thing when Cody was leaving, bro. They were like AEW is finished, AEW is finished. Uh, but they've done their best two best buy rates since then with Revolution and Double and Nothing, and then another good buy rate with Forbidden Door, and then plus they they're getting like like I said with the ratings, the consistent millions. It's like, bro, they're just people just say shit to be to have the hot take of the week. It's not even that deep, so. But um, I do think that he comes back after Punk wins the title again at double at, at all out. If Punk wins uh, the title again, the the thing with MJF is like from a character standpoint, from a storyline standpoint, I I do think he was probably at the top of the card at always delivering on those fronts. But in ring wise, there's nothing from MJF I miss like. I'm not dying right. to see another MJF match. Like the right. best part of MJF feuds are always going to be the the storylines, uh, the promo battles he has with whoever's yeah, the, the angles. The angles, like, like you know, he, right. he has some of the best angles in the company's history. That's like right. a non, no, it's not, it's not a topic. But he only wrestles two matches a year, and I, I think if he comes back, bro, he's going to have to do some more, bro, because. Right. All the top guys wrestle. Mox wrestles every fucking week. High <laughs> level matches every week. And he's the top right. guy of the company. He's the uh, ace of the company. And I know MJF is not. MJF can work, right? He's a good worker. He showed that in his matches with Darby, in his matches with Jungle Boy. But I, to, for me to be like, yeah, I, this guy is like so much needed. But you have to put more work in, in, your, in the ring. You have to do more matches. You have to show that you're consistent, not just with what's outside the ring. Because I get it. Everybody thinks outside the ring, you know, charisma, promos, and all that's the most important thing of wrestling. It's very important. But when you wrestle two to three matches a year, it's like, I'm not going to call you the best wrestler in the world, bro. You have to do more than that. Mm. Right. I don't care about – it's not even a draw thing. Like, MJF, you're going to draw if you have your segments – so, like, what's the problem? You do segments every week. What's the problem with doing the match? Every couple of weeks, but you don't have to wrestle every week. But every two weeks, every three weeks, do a match, do a tune-up match, not just against some local jobber. You know, that, that's what I hope to see from MJF if he come, right. like, comes back soon. Just a little more 
in ring uh availability. Right. I was talking to, I was talking with my guys about it earlier, bro. It's like he said that he basically said the same thing because he was like, you know, MJF is getting paid so much to wrestle two times. Like the, the, everybody thinks we're joking. He wrestles two times a year. No, he wrestles an average of like three or four, maybe five times a year. And he, and when he wrestles on Dynamite every two to four years, it's like it feels like it, it, he wrestles what jobbers like he not like Sean Dean for two minutes. Or he wrestles a um a Peter Avalon and then wins in 30 seconds. It's like, bro, I, I get that you want to be paid, bro. But it's like like Chris said, wrestle every two or three weeks, bro. It's not that deep. You know what I'm saying? Like you you wrestled you wrestled a match against, I think it was Jericho on a dynamite. I think Jericho was the final uh he was the final labor of Jericho. And then he and then he won that. So then they were like, all right, give me the match back at all out. And he wrestled it all out. And then he wrestled the match two or three weeks later against Brian Pillman Jr. Why can't you keep doing that? Why can't you consistently do that? I don't understand. Okay, so this year he wrestled, he wrestled Sean Dean on the fifth of John, CM Punk uh second of Feb, CM Punk again in March, Sean Dean again in April. And obviously the ward low squash. So obviously the Sean Dean matches like they barely count, you know. <laughs> so yeah, man, he's he's on free at the moment for this year. Um, he's he's a weird one, man, because he's a big angle guy. It's like even the Sean Dean uh, matches I mentioned, they were more angles than actual matches, you know. Um, that's kind of like his the way he does things and kind of hard to criticize with how his recent feuds have gone you know the cm punk and the wardlow feuds have both been huge hits and a lot of that has been him kind of like being avoidable in the ring so it kind of plays into his character but to what chris said like a little a little more a little more wrestling from mjf um would definitely help because when you look at mjf big picture it's you know it's been a theme for his feuds where he kind of runs off and he puts all these obstacles in the way before person who's chasing him gets the hands on him and um you know it's how many that's times another thing though that's how many times thing, can though. you do it you know right right that's another thing it's like he has the same storyline every time whether it's the pinnacle whether it's the labors it's like you have to face these three or four guys to get to me it's like all right that storyline every once in a blue moon is like oh that's interesting but it's when it becomes to be every feud is you got to beat all these guys to finally get to me it's like okay like he had them the labors with jericho and he had punk run through wardlow and go through ftr and go through sean spears and now you can finally get to me and it's like all right, right but how many times so when you go over the world title you're gonna make him uh hangman or you're gonna make uh punk do it all over again yeah, that's what I mean. So when when he comes back, he could definitely benefit from like Chris said, wrestling, even if it's just a little more, man. Um, because you know, it's how many times can you do this storyline? Like, even if you get creative with it, like they have done, and the feuds have all been pretty good, to be honest. Uh, the Chris Jericho one was a bit more divisive, but Wardlow and Punk specifically were both like great, great feuds. Um, the running thing definitely made sense for the Wardlow one. So like for the for now, I guess I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because that was the last one. Um, it is really interesting to see what he wants to do when he comes back and obviously how they use him because um, we know he's he's a main player and uh, 
It's funny how we talk about him. It's like Chris is saying like he'd need to wrestle more before he's being called the rest, best in the world. And it's like, for him to eat, he's only, what, he's 26, you know? Uh, he's no really? longer he's no longer in those conversations of, like, you know, who's the best young star in AEW. Like, he's in, like, the real main event conversations and comparisons right. and shit. Because, like, you know, in New Japan doesn't have, well, they do have the show on Roku TV, but or in Axis, but like New Japan doesn't have weekly TV. But you got guys like Osprey wrestling like five, eight times in five days and shit like that. Yeah. And so it's like, how does MJF get called better than Osprey if Osprey is the one actually the best wrestler in the world? If Osprey is the one actually wrestling, you know, who said like, MJF was better than Osprey? No, I'm saying no. I'm just saying when people talk about the best MJF is the best wrestler in the world. It's like, okay, you got these other guys wrestling multiple times a week. So how can you say he's the actual best wrestler in the world? You know what I'm saying? Like you can't be the best wrestler in the world. If you're, you wrestle two times a year, that's not how that works. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll get the, uh, I'll get the argument. Definitely. Uh, I'd, I'd pump the brakes on the best in the world conversations for right now. Anyway. Um, (laughs) But, Couple quick ones, I think we've got a couple super chats. Tony, uh, ten dollars. What match are you guys most excited to see on All Out? Uh, Chris, I'll start with you. Uh, probably the ladder match. The ladder match, to be honest. Yeah, ladder match. Uh, I guess Mox. Nah, I mean, I don't know if I'm actually excited for Mox versus Punk because I have a feeling Punk's gonna win and that's gonna dampen my day. So ladder match or I really wish they would have gave Jungle Boy versus Christian a stipulation. Um, that would have made him a little more like exciting yeah, for me. But get, yeah, I guess ladder okay, match. Yeah. I'm excited to see who the Joker is. I have some some um, thoughts on who the Joker is, but I don't know. Who should be high paced fun match? Who do you think the Joker is going to be? I think it's going to be Samoa Joe. Yeah. That's kind and of where I'm at. And if it's Samoa Joe, then they're definitely going to have Punk retain and do Joe versus Punk 5 or 4 or whatever it is. Punk's retaining, bro. Like, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll, no, not retaining. Punk's regaining. He's regaining yeah. that strap, bro. Like, he's, right, he's rocky. He's rocky, bro. Like, you've got to live with <laughs> it. You know? If you don't love it, I get it. You know? But, yo, it, that's the story to tell him. Uh, Zeke Jackson, $20. Keep doing big things. Thank you very much. We'll try. Uh, we try to be professionals, even though that's hilarious, to be honest. You know, sometimes it's literally just me talking to uh, a couple of blank screens. You know, <laughs> uh, luckily today I've got Chris with the camera. I was quite worried he wasn't going to have it today because um, uh, we're missing Anna as well, which I know. Uh, a lot of people who subscribe to us, everyone loves Anna's takes and uh, especially her, like a little five minutes of Joshy that we give her where she just kind of uh, gives everybody a weekly breakdown. But um, yeah, she's she's busy tonight, so wasn't able to uh, jump on the podcast with us. So um, yeah, everyone tweet her, say nice things to her and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, man, we'll Rob, what I was going to say, what, are you most, what match are you most looking forward to this weekend? Um, on the all-out card, it's on the zero hour. It's probably the Eddie and Ishii match, but on the main show, 
I guess I'll go with the same thing the ladder match because you got Penta, you got Phoenix, and you got all these, and you got I think Dante's in it, right? If I'm not mistaken. I think so. Chris should know. He's the one who's exalted for it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Hashtag we want Anna. We love Anna. Wait, what Rob ask? Hold on. Let me, let me look. He said he's Dante. He's Dante in the casino ladder match. I think he is. It's Pinta, Dante, Phoenix. Yeah, he is. That's what, that's what he's in the match. That's not Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. tag teams in that match. Yeah, bro. You got all those guys in that match. And then you got you got um Andrade. And you, who I guess uh, you could consider Andrade a high flyer. But you got uh, Claudio. And you got a couple of these guys that really aren't. Uh, like two of these guys that really aren't high flyers like that. So you got all these these guys that you got. So you got all these guys flipping around and doing all this insane shit. And you can got you can have Claudio do like these his really like I'm really strong spots with some of the ladders and shit. So I feel like that's probably going to be if like a candidate for match of the weekend in terms of like the wrestling that's going on this weekend. So yeah, the casino. I'm surprised that these are. Uh, I don't know. Actually, am I surprised? Because it is just going to be like crazy and a bunch of like you know shit that I know pops you guys. Um, he pops me as well, to be honest. But I don't know. I thought I thought you would have gone for the uh, the elite trios match. Whoever they face, oh, no, it's obviously, obviously they're going to face. Oh, we about forgot. It. I, I forgot oh, about okay. it. <laughs> Kenny it's Omega the, uh, elite trios match. Then. Yeah, you're not a love the. Even though Kenny Omega uh, had his. Compression shirt ripped off him yesterday by Osprey. He uh, even he was still bandaged up, so you couldn't see his abs or anything. Because uh, you could tell he definitely looks like he's in great shape, but he he didn't have his tan on either, which will make him look better. So like <laughs> at all out, this nigga's gonna walk out. <laughs> Torso abs out. I think he's gonna be all tanned up and shit. He's gonna be trying to look as one hundred as he can. So. Uh, that's going to pop me. And obviously, you know, he's arguably the greatest in-ring wrestler of all time, along with arguably the greatest in-ring tag team of all time. Uh, you know, in a... uh be interesting to see how the match plays out. You know, the dynamic of, you know, uh, Hangman and Books wrestling against each other now that they're meant to be friends now. Um, but yeah, man, that, that, that should be... I wonder how good it will be because um, it could just be like straight five stars, you know. But at the same time, it's uh, compared to the other trios matches that they've had in this tournament. Um, you know, like Alex Reynolds, God bless him, good wrestler. He's he's not, um, you know, he's not Will Osprey. <laughs> he's not Will Osprey, bro. John Silver, I know everybody loves him. You know, he's a pop, great guy. He's a good wrestler. Again, another good wrestler, but. He ain't fucking. He ain't Andrade, bro. He ain't. He ain't Dragon Lee. Um, so it'll be interesting, you know. But it'll be very. It'll be. It'll be very storytelling based, you know. So I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they can do. With it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone. This is what I want people to do in the live chat. Send AO abuse. <laughs> For early. man's been uh, ducking the ball. Is that? He was he we had, we had him in Gorilla, we had him backstage in Gorilla. Uh, his microphone weren't sounding too great, but we could still hear him. He said he was going to try some shit out. Uh, 
Then he, when he came back, his mic was fucked. We told him to go back to the old one, and now we can't find him. Um, we've lost him. He's done an MJF. <laughs> we've, we've, we've lost him. Once, let me send this message to him. Chris, Phil did a talk about an agenda or some shit. Uh, <laughs> what was the last thing we were talking about? <laughs> Yeah, the super chat. Uh, send, send a super chat asking a question or something. I have okay. no problem. Yeah, we, we've got super chats. We've actually got a couple of super chats. God bless. Keep sending those in. Uh, <laughs> right, of course, we, of course, we appreciate them. Um, Five dollars, King of the North. John Silver hot tag into attacks on Omega. Both books, Cutler and Nakazawa ring sold with Don Callis outraged on commentary. Greater than everything. <laughs> the Claudio spot. But, but, Claudio yeah. spot. <laughs> the uh, crazy hot tag. That, yeah, that's when, the one really interesting aspect about that. Man. I mean, because let's be honest, bro. If y'all really think it's going to be the elite versus the fucking best friends, you're out of your mind. Uh, bro, that's one thing that's really, like, getting niggas hype about this match this weekend is. And one thing that's really getting me hype is it's going to be not so much a star-making performance for uh, Alex Button or Alex Reynolds, but... uh. <laughs> Fucking, it's gonna, it's gonna be a star making performance for uh, for fucking John Silver because John Silver is. Like, uh, I don't want to do this, but I have a hot take on John Silver. I don't know if I should say it here. You can go. You can go ahead. I do not think John Silver is. I don't think he's as good as people perceive him to be. He's a great worker. Uh, he's really funny. I think that's the best aspect of him as a wrestler. How funny he is. But I don't think it's going to be a breakout performance with John Silver because I feel like John Silver does more. And this is no, it's not like, you know, a problem. He he does more of the same things in the matches he's with. He's going to always do the big hot spot. Uh, You know, House of Fire, Little Cesaro. But (laughs) I don't think it's going to be a breakout performance because I feel like we've seen this same thing. We've seen him do this in a lot of other tag matches. So I don't know if it's gonna be a breakout performance. Um, I mean, it could be. Uh, he's good, but I don't think. <laughs> I don't know, man. Has he got that dog? In yeah, him? I don't think he's like. I love the Beaver Boys. Like, I really do love the Beaver Boys. I love them as a team. I I don't. I would not be invested in a John Silver solo run. Is what I would say. I, I think he, he he's a tag guy. Hmm. Who right. who are some who are some names that you think are better than John Silver that you don't think most people would agree with? Well, not necessarily agree with, but uh, you said you don't think he's as you think he's good, but he's just not as good as what some people think he is. I so think, I'm trying to figure out where you actually think he's at. I won't say that. <laughs> I was gonna say something crazy, but. I will not say that. Uh, uh, this, this, uh, I think everyone who I think is better than him, people would agree is better than him. Like I just seem as a really like slightly above average wrestler, you know. Nothing yeah. it's like really nothing against him. It's just as a solo guy, and I, a lot of people want to see him do a solo run. That's just not something I would look forward to. And I love Johnny Hungy. I think the gimmick's like really Wait. funny, but Hold on. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> I'll, bring, 
I blocked that WWE Gareth's account out of the chat because it was just getting too much sort of thing. Um, and he's back. <laughs> he's back, bro. It's multiple back. accounts, probably. <laughs> It's not Michael Myers, bro. No, he does. No, 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 no. Uh, he has multiple accounts. I was watching a different YouTube channel here. Watch, I think it was uh, Double or Nothing Live or Revolution Live, and they and he joined their chat and they blocked him and banned his chats. And he just came in on a completely different account. So he's well, not. If you, if you want to send super chats, I'll keep him around, bro. Yeah. <laughs> all he's saying, all he's saying is free, free. <laughs> I don't know who he's saying. Don't get free. He's saying you free get... everybody. He's saying free everybody, bro. You don't get, you don't get free opinions around here. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is this? Uh, we got another super chat. Young Dender. World speculation, but Ibushi for Joker. Um, bro, could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> I think been... he's still hurt. <laughs> he's been injured. He's been injured. Yeah, look, look. I said in our, our group chat the other day, it's been a, someone someone else was speculating about Ibushi potentially being like on the card, not as the joke, but just on the card somewhere, or coming out as a surprise at the end or something. Um, but so literally, the last thing we heard about is that his arm like, wasn't recovering well at all. Um, <laughs> and considered, I think he separated his shoulder, and you know. Um, if that's not recovering well, there's probably not much wrestling you can do, to be <laughs> perfectly honest. But hopefully he recovers soon. I would personally pop like crazy if Ibushi walked out at All Out or on a Dynamite or anything like that. Um, if, he's, if he came out as a joker and went into a ladder match from coming back from a separated shoulder, that would be... Um, you know, we all know Ibushi's crazy. Ibushi's crazy, so we, I don't even know if it would be that surprising. But <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, we wouldn't. We got Manny. We got Manny in the house. I sent him the link earlier. He's doing a running. We're back to four people. What's good, Manny? Doing all right. How about you guys? Yeah, man, we're good. We're good. We're just we're getting through these. Uh, getting through some super chats because that's what we're doing now. We've made it. You know, we got those. We got those thousand subscribers. We get super chats now. You know, it's we, the, we big, have, it's the have, big leagues, Manny. Uh, yeah, American Dragon. Go on. Oh, go ahead. American Dragon 98, $2. Brian Jericho are going to be the best match at all out. It's Brian Danielson, so, you know, it's never it's never that yeah, it's never it's never that bad of a bet when you say Brian Danielson is going to have the best match on the card. Um, obviously, Jericho in his own right is great, but, you know, we're talking about what your name says, American Dragon. So. Well, literally, the, bro, literally, the words Brian Danielson is like an auto four-plus star match, so it's, it's not even... Yeah, you see that shit that he done with Hager last night? Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, bro. You know, Manny, since uh, we've already spoke about it, I know, I know for a fact you've got no thoughts on uh, Braun Strowman joining WWE. But um, no, you got you got any thoughts on MJF potentially coming back as the Joker or just soon in general? This is crazy. Hey, man. Well, fuck it, man. I don't care. As long as the WWE doesn't have him. <laughs> 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 Sounding like a jealous ex or something. You know? <laughs> if AEW can't have him, no one can have him. He's our he's our problem, you know. Yeah, <laughs> let Tony deal with him. <laughs> Pay him so <laughs> use Tony's money to keep him happy, you know. I bro, I told y'all he has multiple accounts. We were just gonna what, is he back? Yes. Well, I'm trying to get through these uh through these super chats, man. I'm just gonna ignore him for a minute. Uh Jennifer, love the panel as always, but Hangman and Anna are missed. 
yeah, of course they are. You know, we we miss them. <laughs> Maybe not so much Hangman. You know, <laughs> everyone, everyone else gets to speak this week. You know, uh, Anna, of course, she's uh, she's a big draw for us. You know, uh, Monty, what match are you most looking forward to? Um, Punk Moxley, honestly, uh, obviously we'll get to it uh, pretty soon as well when we get to the Dynamite review. But that segment last night with CM Punk and A Steel was like just straight up magic, bro. Um, I'm not going to get carried away now, but. I'm not going to turn into back of Pangman right now either, but that that match, 100% is the match I'm most looking forward to. Um, got any more super chats before block? Yo, uh, I don't even know how to create. I don't even know how to set up a moderators. Like people are asking me like, oh, <laughs> let me be a moderator." And it's like I don't know how to do it. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> Oh my god, putting up rape, getting racist. There's racism in the live chat, people. This is not good. I shouldn't have left with the last one, but that's funny. That's crazy. <laughs> that is that's crazy. crazy. I feel uh, like with, you know, you see, once we make it, people get racist. They don't want to see niggas shiny. So this is what it is. You see, like, we're the only, like, you know, well, no, nah, actually, that's that's a straight up lie. I was gonna say we're the only black wrestling platform, which we're definitely not. Um, but you know, there's not many of them, you know, we're the best. So, uh, yeah, we're obviously we're the best, you know. He said that's why everyone's here. Uh, if you we, we automatically, those are all good like, ones, though. Yeah, yeah, man, shout out all of them because you know, uh. He, he's a scene dominated by, you know, the white man. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just one of it's just one of those things. It's not it's nothing that I get like crazy angry about or jealous about or anything. But you know, not about to get into some big racial discussion now, right now. Either. So, Tony L, ten dollars. If you could trade one AW wrestler for another wrestler from any company, who would it be? It has to be a fair trade. Um, I'll start with you, Manny, because you've just got here. Um, what would be your one trade? Uh, what? Where's Chris? <laughs> he's coming back. He's coming back. I don't know who's a fair trade for Roderick Strong. You want him? You want Roderick Strong? That you can get any wrestler in the world in AEW. You think? Yeah, get Roddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like I said yesterday, bro. I was just like, imagine like Roderick Strong wrestling the Elite and him just doing backbreakers to Matt Jackson. <laughs> Matt Jackson selling that funky back that he's had for fucking 10 years. Yeah, man. Can't trade right. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish already went down the toilet, so, you know. Okay, so who who, who would you offer? Who from AEW oh. would you offer for Roddy? Hager. Hey, that's not, bro. It's not fair trade. Bro, it nah. is a fair trade. No, no, bro, Roderick Strong is like, no. good. <laughs> you know <laughs> Hager's eight, you know. He's at, he has five stars. Yeah, no, but there was like another nine people in the match, so <laughs> you know. Uh, no, 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 no. Brian Pillman. Bro, what? no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pretend I'm Triple H right now. No, you you're saying yeah, no. I'll pretend I'm Triple H. Yeah. Triple H would say yeah. No, he no, no way. Oh, no, oh, he likes, you're forgetting that's he good, likes Roddy. Right there. Roddy and Chad Gable for Ricky Starks and Sammy. Whew. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, probably I, I'd probably take that. I'll take you up on that offer, I think. 
I, I reckon if I, I reckon we could work something out with Sammy in WWE. <laughs> Uh, Ricky Starks, as you guys already know, really big fan of Ricky Starks. Um, yeah, I'll, t- I'll take that offer. There you go. Um, Rob, who would your trade be? If you could have anyone outside of AEW and bring them in, but you have to trade someone to make it fair, who would you do? I would trade... Damn. Dang, bro. This is, this is, all, this is tough. Probably Roddy for. Do you hear me? You want you want Roddy as well? What is it? <laughs> what the fuck? No, you can I have wanna, you no, can no, have no, Okada because I know. Because listen, I don't. I'm not in. The, I'm not in the know like that. But I know that they're gonna try to do some sort of shitty tag team with Bobby and Roddy. So the shit on Bobby, I want them to. I want them to trade Roddy for like. Uh, for like Kip Sabian or some shit, so they can so that way Bobby have a team. Nah, bro, that's not a fair nah, trade. It's not a fair trade. We'll send him Morsi. Get rid, get me, get rid, get rid of Morsi. No, but like being way. being being that ass, Roddy for. Man, there's so many good guys. Why does everyone want Roddy? I don't like. I love Roddy, so, but this so is popping me huge. You know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we get New Japan wrestlers because they're going to show up on AEW no matter what. So why are we going right. to spend a trade for? Any not, guys gonna, yeah, but every week is different. You know, but you don't uh-huh. want to caught it on TV every week. If you could trade one, oh, dude, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have a card on TV every week. I trade Britt Baker and. Jamie Hayter for Sasha Banks. That's a that's good trade. trade. I didn't that's think about trade. that. Sasha was probably the person I was thinking of as well, to be honest. I think you need trade like five women for Sasha. Well, yeah, you probably could, but... Yeah, you probably have to... Brett would arguably be a star in WWE. You know, she's, you know, whatever. I just want Sasha. So, I think that's a fair enough trade. Ethan Page and Scorpio for Roddy. I don't know who I'd go for. I don't know. Uh, if I was Tony Khan, I'd probably want Sasha, but I don't know who I'd want to give away for Sasha. Um, and make it fair at the same time. Yeah. Because all of AEW's top, top stars are the men, to be honest, whereas WWE, they've got a lot more women kind of in the mix towards the top of their like, top, top stars. Um Whereas, like, in AEW, the only people you could say, like, are even in that conversation are Britain Jade. Um, hmm. Honestly, don't know. I, I do think I'd want Sasha, but I'd probably give WWE. Um, hmm. You can also trade male wrestlers for female wrestlers, I think. You know, Sasha has a lot of value uh, that you could give away a top male star for. Uh, was it? Is, Man, is Manny laughing at racism again? Is this... <laughs> no, it's just this guy keeps just coming back up, bro. It's crazy. How is he back, bro? How is he coming? Is... Listen, I'm going to find out how to make someone moderate Where's Israel? We need to get Israel. She says she'll be a moderator. Anyway, I'd, I'd trade, I don't know, Sasha Banks for MJF or some shit. 
you know, MJF's probably going to go WWE one day anyway. So fucking, let's just fucking. Or just, shit. or just let's do Sasha. Shit. Or just do Sasha. Yeah, just do Sasha for Ricky. Nah, that's not fair. That's not fair. Y'all niggas don't think that's fair? <laughs> like, what? Nigga, Ricky starts? You think Ricky starts his own Sasha? Get up. Get out of here. I just want that nigga gone, bro. <laughs> like, MJF, MJF, even MJF is cheeky, you know? MJF isn't fucking Sasha Banks, bro, you know? <laughs> but, you know, you could maybe maybe get away with it, you know? That's not too hard try anyway. Um, I have no idea this man AO is coming. Because uh, I know he wants to rant on Bobby Fish, and so do I. So I'm going to know if he's, what's the situation right now? I'm about to say, because uh, if y'all haven't noticed, like we've definitely been trying to, we've been trying to stall time. Yeah, we're trying to, uh, we're trying to like maneuver around the subjects we know AO wants to go off on, uh, which is Bobby Fish, and Triple H. I don't even know why he wants to talk about Triple H. I think he's just got some heat for it. Because <laughs> 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 he messaged me earlier, like, "What? What are we talking about on the podcast tonight?" And I told him, "Like, yo, Braun, Bobby." Um, dynamite, you know, we'll talk about a bit about the pay per views on the weekend. And this nigga's tweeting on the timeline, like, Yo, I got some shit for Triple HGH. I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yo, um, make me a mud monty. See, I can't. How do you all, okay, I, so how do all you I can do that? from this end on StreamYard is block people, so I don't have to moderate myself. So if the chat just keeps doing what it's doing and Letting me know that he's in here, I can just um, keep blocking him. Um, but yeah, obviously, we keep bringing it up, which isn't you know ideal, but um, yeah, we are definitely skating around not talking about Bobby Fish and uh, what was the other thing, Bobby Fish and Triple H. But I think we might as well just start the dynamite review to be honest. Um, but yeah, man, for overall, what did you think of Dynamite? We'll kind of start with that, to be honest. Uh, Rob, what did you kind of think of Dynamite last night? I thought it was a great episode, to be honest. I I love Dynamite last night. Uh, AO's, <laughs> uh, oh, shit. AO said just do the pod because he can't find a mic. Fuck. He just uses AirPods. I don't know. He said, he said. When we were backstage, and when he said he, when I said, uh, "Can y'all hear AO?" He said he was screaming into the AirPods. Well, I meant on his phone, <laughs> to be honest. The, yeah, first, yeah, one, the, the first, first time he came in, he said shit, and it didn't sound amazing, but you could still hear him. And then he went to try to fix it. He came back, and we couldn't hear him at all. Um, but yeah, technical difficulties. Like we said, AO is an unprofessional. Um, <laughs> well, I can't be here that long he either. I just came here to say what's up. You know, Matt and Manny's much more professional anyway, so you know. We are, <laughs> well, we I, gotta, are I, gotta, I can't be here that long. Yeah, well, you you you're here now. You know, you stuck. Uh, <laughs> before we start the dialogue review, Hollywood Hangman's personal assistant, who we don't actually know who he is, which makes this even funnier. Uh, if someone get in touch with Hangman for me, the last two paychecks he gave me bounce, and he ain't answering me. Hey, I don't know why you giving him money to us, little bro. <laughs> hey. Yo, uh, I'll pass on the message. I'll pass on the message. 
I'm sure we don't mean. Uh, I'm sure we don't mean it. But yeah, Dynamite last night. It opened up with the John Moxie promo. Um, he kind of came out. Crowds, obviously, it's in Chicago. The crowd, you know, they were kind of trying to see him punk at him. There were a few boos out there, but you know, overall, they still popped for him when he first came out because you know it's fucking it's John Moxley. <laughs> There's only so much you could do. But um, as soon as he started getting on the mic, he started talking about CM Punk. I think he said something to the effect of uh, when the crowd was chanting to CM Punk, he was like, I know you love your boy, but I think they're still mopping him up off the floor in Cleveland. Um, <laughs> from there, you kind of knew where it was going. Um, he just carried, carried on taking more shots at CM Punk. Um, said that CM Punk folded. Basically said he ain't got that dog in him. Um, right. Said, sorry, Chicago, he isn't who he thought he was. And then um, he kind of left an open contract in the middle of the ring and was like, I don't give a shit who he is because I'll kill anyone, basically. And, um, yeah, after this, Ace Steel comes out, friend of CM Punk, and he kind of just grabs, he just picks up the contract and kind of walks off. Didn't make a very big deal of it. But, um, yeah, Rob, what did you think of the Moxie promo to open the show? Um, I thought I thought it was great. I thought that everything he said about Punk was true. Uh, he he said that Punk don't got that dog in him. Punk was not ready. Uh, what else? What else? He said he was like Punk. He said Punk was just a scared little boy and and and, and lost. And, and you know he was right. He was right about everything that he said. Uh, I, the one thing about the open challenge to me, which he did, he had a great poem, but this is is I feel like because they, they did this on NXT a couple of years, a weeks ago. Uh, Melo issued an open challenge, and while one guy was coming out to answer it, they had Ben Carter just like run in front of him and take it. And that was a really uh, an aspect of an open challenge that I really like. I just don't understand, like, why when we have open challenges, do people just like let it sit there? Yeah, like, like he left the contract in the middle of the ring, you would think, like. A, a fucking Cesar Bononi would try to fucking run to the ring and try to grab the contract or some shit. You know, and I'm not saying he deserves a title shot, but, you know, you got to – when you do open contracts, you know, at least make the open contracts, you know, seem like everybody wants to open a shot at the title. You know what I mean? They'll just leave yeah. it in the middle of the ring and nobody tries to come get it. But I, I, all in all, I did love the promo. He yeah, the, yeah. the best promo in the company. Yeah, straight up. The actual promo itself was, you know, great, to be honest. The way that, you know, obviously with it being Chicago, kind of like Punk did last week, and, uh, kind of like what Punk did before he went to Cleveland. So he kind of leaned on, uh, not even, you can't even say it's leaning heel because he's just making shots at the guy that he's feuding with. I think that's kind of where a few people have kind of got lost in this CM Punk stuff, thinking that he's definitely turning heel right now. Um, because he hasn't actually done anything to hint towards that other than... Um, you know, he mentioned a few WWE guys. He didn't even mention them by name. He was just making shots at John Moxley. Um, but yeah, man, the promo itself, it was a great promo. But the actual angle itself, like Rob said, it was a bit, you know, uh, kind of open contract thing. But it fixed itself in the end. Obviously, we'll get there. But Chris, what did you think of the Moxley promo? Uh, great promo. Uh, Mox, like he said, is the heart and soul of AEW. Um <laughs> as long like as long as Mox is there, I, I feel like it'll be a good program, you know, no matter who he's working with. Um, I think his promo skill I've always thought he's been a good promo since he's left there to be. Um there was a time where he would just like kind of scream and say, 
we'll go into war, brother, stuff like that. Even though I, I even like that. I like that type of stuff. But I think, like, he elevated his promo game so much uh, as he elevated his character. And um, I think with having simple characters, because Mox's character is fairly simple, he just likes to fight and wrestle, that you have to have top-tier promo game to um, – to, to make your character come together and Mox has that, it was a great promo. Um, you know, CM Punk can't touch him on the mic, no matter what anybody says. I, I, I legit don't think CM Punk, he doesn't have the fire, he doesn't have the the intensity that Mox has on the mic. He this just doesn't. Th- bro, this, a, bro this, this ain't the day to be saying. What you mean? Why is he wrong? He, just, he doesn't have it in him. Bro, to, to be Mox on the mic. Wait, why is he? Wait, why are you saying he's lying? He's not lying. I didn't say. I didn't say lying, lying, bro. He's just giving his opinion, isn't he? He's not lying. He's just Punk giving is his a great opinion. promo. Mox is just better, right? You know. Yeah, well, no, but when he, he when, when, well, I started shaking my head when he started saying CM Punk ain't got the fire or the intensity or anything. But <laughs> after that angle last night, it just ain't the day to be dropping those claims. Um, if you think if you think Moxley's a better promo than Punk, like at the end of the day, like I just said, it's his opinion. He can think whatever he wants. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, to be talking about intensity and like fire and shit like that, I just don't think that's that today is just not the day to talk that on CM Punk. But uh, Manny, what was your thoughts on the on the uh, John Moxley on the John Moxley promo that opened the show when he uh, presented the open contract? Moxley's that dude, bro. He's awesome. He yeah. made that he made he made that Chicago crowd his. It's fucking awesome. And uh, <laughs> nothing much about it. He just he didn't need a steal to make himself seem bigger than life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he re- he did really play into the crowd. It was a good point to bring up. To be fair, he played really well into it. Obviously, because uh, you know it's obvious that they're going to be pro CM Punk, and he uh, he leaned into that pretty much well, perfectly. Just, like if you watch earlier, bro, he when he went out there, he, he cut that promo. When CM Punk came out later on, they weren't fucking with him at all. And that's because right. bro, there was, there was there was a lot of uh, there was layers to that man uh, game. I'll keep saying we'll get to it. I'm almost like a child to keep bringing it up. But, uh, yeah, still man. Better, uh, still better than the Chicago merchant. But anyways, uh, what? what were you finna say, Monty? Uh, just going to move it on. Obviously, like I said, Ace Steel grabs a contract. Uh, he disappears. Uh, then we're backstage with Chris Jericho. Jericho, uh, he's cutting a promo on Brian Danielson. And he said something like, uh, he said that Danielson said that Stu and Owen Hart might have... Uh, enjoyed well, Danielson's te- yeah Danielson's technical ability in the ring and stuff like that more <laughs> than um, more than Jericho but Stu and Owen definitely would have appreciated what Jericho's done in the business more than what Brian's done in the business and then um he's intru- in, uh, interrupted by Daniel Garcia Daniel Garcia pledges his allegiance to the uh the Jericho Appreciation Society and um yeah man that's what we got there with that one but there isn't really too much to sound up because the big angle for Garcia comes a bit later in the show. Um, next up, we had Brian Brian Danielson versus Jake Hager. And uh, it's actually insane what Brian Danielson's right. able to get out of anyone, to be honest. I think he could have a good fatal five way with us four in here. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Jake Hager's not a bad wrestler or anything, but he's not exactly someone that you put on the spreadsheet and give a bunch of stars to that often. Um, but I just love these Brian Danielson performances, man, where he just gets the shit kicked out of him and all of a sudden he, mate, he, 
<laughs> he makes you think that he's dead. Yeah. Then he fights from underneath and he does an epic comeback. And he's just the GOAT, you know. It's Brian Danielson. But uh, Chris, what were your thoughts on the uh, Danielson Hager match? Chris? <laughs> we lost him. Technical difficulties on this podcast. Bro, man, you guys want you guys see like Hager's gear, bro. Every time he comes out, it's ridiculous every time. <laughs> I can't, I, can't they let him go, I can't believe they let him go out there with that. He's a shooter, bro. Yeah. Like, got? Just him having AEW right above his, like, nuts and stuff like that just crazy to me. Like, it just looks so weird out of place. Like, it doesn't even match any of the, like, the cheetah print that he was wearing. <laughs> yeah. It's all crazy colors and shit. Pink. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But yeah, but uh, obviously Chris is dropped out again. I'm sure he'll be back again. Uh, Manny, what did you think of uh, Brian versus Hager? It was awesome. They just, they were just like mm. throwing live rounds at each other sometimes. Danielson started throwing kicks, and like it was just so funny just watching like Hager just trying to sell some kicks, and then <laughs> that table bump was pretty cool too. I honestly yeah. thought, like, uh, when he grabbed his head, I said, oh, fuck, bro, there you go. We're not going to get the Jericho match again. <clears throat> but, yeah, everything about that match was awesome. Danielson rules. He's a GOAT. And Hager's awesome, too. Four-star merchant now. Yeah, man. Uh, Dan- <laughs> it's funny because then Danielson held his head after that table spot. <laughs> They'd done the replay, and it was like he didn't shake his head or anything at all. It's just a Danielson, <laughs> man. Anytime he, like, even... Sours his head the littlest bit. Like he just knows how to, uh, you know, he knows how to play his audience, man, and that's why he's so great at selling. As Fox said, he just makes you think that he's dead, like, especially in these sort of matches. He just makes you think he's dead in the ring. Um, yeah, Rob, what was your thoughts on the uh, Danielson Hager match? Uh, I actually really liked it. Uh, it yeah, just man. it just goes to you know, there's a there's a thing that I really hate, and it's a, it's a stigma that I really hate that. I, Certain guys get quote unquote carried. And I'm not saying like Hager is the best worker ever, but it's like we've seen Brian try to do these these type of big man versus little man matches with guys like Big Cass. And this is before Big Cass, you know, went and did his own indie run or whatever, yada, yada, yada. But you've seen him do the match that he had with Cass. Was, well, I know his other stuff was literally so bad that they fired him the next night. You know what I mean? So there's like it literally needs to stop being this whole stigma of, oh, you know, certain guys carries other guys. Yes, he carried him through. He carried through the match in terms of like psychology and everything. But also, a guy has to have a certain level of talent to be able to keep up with uh, Dan- with uh, guys like Danielson. And Hager went out there and had the talent to pr- to keep up with Danielson. It was I, I like the the whole the the I stuff. Disagree. You disagree? I disagree. Off, you you bringing up the big pass match is not a good. Uh, thing to bring up because that's Daniel Bryan. That's Daniel Bryan. That's WWE Daniel Bryan. Yeah, uh, Bryan Danielson. He cannot yeah, work the same way he can work in AEW. Yeah, and that big cast was like that's a really it was a hard time. Big cast's life there. He was like going through a lot of shit. Um, like Bryan Danielson carried this match to a really good match. Uh, it would have been a very decent match if he didn't carry him, but. Like the thing is, he he did carry him. I think Jake Hager is a very decent worker. You put him in the ring with a good person, uh, and he can have a good match. But that match is not going to be the same if it's Wheeler Universe versus Jake Hager. 
You know what I'm talking yeah. about? And uh, Wheeler's a really good wrestler, but Danielson's arguably the best of all time, uh, behind Omega, of course. Um, <laughs> so I, I won't say Hager, I won't say Hager got carry carried, but hmm. he definitely got. I don't know what's another word for carry that's not that harsh. Um, guided guided yeah. through guided through yeah. Guided, Danielson guided him to a really good match. Right, like yeah, yeah, like and this is that that's the term that we should like with with guys like these, where like they got guided through instead of like they got carried because carried implies that he's like bad, he can't wrestle at all, type shit. You know what I mean? So it's like I thought Hager did really good in the match. Like like Chris just said, if that matches with Wheeler Yuta, I don't think it's and Wheeler is really really good, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be as good as it was last night. Yeah, that, that's the levels in it. Like Brian Daniel, like Wheeler U is great. You know, everyone here loves Wheeler U. We all enjoy him. He's a really, really good wrestler. Um, it's actually quite it's outrageous how yeah. it's outrageous how good he is for his age as well. But like Brian Danielson, yeah, there's, you know, there's a horrible storm right now. So, <laughs> but is it mean, weird? Just keep that in mind. Chris, gonna go. <laughs> Chris gonna turn into Iron Man again. Uh, yeah, but, but you, you know, it just adds, and that just adds to Brian's case of being the greatest American wrestler of all time. Yeah. So, you know, he's still he's still adding to that resume, man. He's got the craziest resume, like arguably ever. To be honest, he's been a tremendous wrestler for the past twenty years. So, wait, yeah. I just realized you guys have been on for an hour. Yeah. We we yeah, were what stalling. Talk, what'd you get? What'd you guys talk about for the we first were, hour? We were we were stalling and taking questions from the super chats because we were waiting for AO to come back. That's what you did for an hour. Yes. Well, we all well, the news always time. takes us about an hour. It always does, to be honest. Long and long we didn't long even long. go through it all. <laughs> so. Oh. What, what happened, Chris? I'll say we're just going through the Braun Strowman stuff at the beginning. My God, an hour on Braun Strowman. Yeah, Braun Strowman, MJF. We got a lot out of MJF, you know. Got a lot out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after after the Hager Danielson matches, all the uh, all the brawling, uh, the appreciation society obviously attacked Danielson. Um, then Cesaro and Yuta, I think it was just Cesaro and Yuta came out, and they kind of helped out uh, Danielson. And then there was a point where Jericho ran down with the chair. And he was going to hit Danielson. And then who comes out? Obviously, Daniel Garcia comes out and he stops Jericho from hitting Danielson with the chair. Jericho and Danielson, uh, Jericho and Garcia start arguing. And then when Jericho turns around, bang, um, flying knee from Danielson. And uh, yeah, kind of uh, not looking too great for Garcia, to be honest. Um, where do you think this school going to go? Do you think uh, Garcia is going to. Join a combat club? Do we think he's going to stick with Jericho? Do we think he's going to go off on his own? Like, what do we think Garcia is going to do uh, by the end of this weekend? I'll start with you again, Manny. Uh, we'll go with Garcia. <laughs> what was that? What were you going to say again? My bad. <laughs> what, what, do you think, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Garcia is going to do by the end of this weekend? Sure. Do you think he's going to stick with Jericho, yeah. Danielson, go by himself? What do you think? Honestly, if they do all this just for him, just to be back with uh, Jericho again, what a waste! Yeah. Of making him popular. So I kind of hope that he uh, goes on his own because I feel like it's a cool thing. Because I feel like there's not that many people or cool guys that are on their own. Because if, 
that's like the best thing you can do right now because you don't need him to be with Yuta, like another sidekick anymore. Like he's far surpassed being a sidekick. He's like his own main event guy. So I hope that's what happens. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It has to be something pretty significant to make all this worth it, like you said. If he just goes with Jericho now, it's just a bit like, <laughs> you know, what are we doing? Uh, Rob, yeah. what do you think? What do you, what do you think Garcia is going to do by the end of this weekend? Um, seeing as how because I think there were already five guys in the JS, if I'm not mistaken, it was it was uh Jericho, it's Jericho 2.0, which is like two guys, uh, Jake Hager, Jake Hager, and Garcia, and Sammy. So, and, and yeah, and then Sammy, so that's like six or seven guys, right. <laughs> That's probably six. Uh, Anna J. Yeah, and Anna J. So it's like even versus the Blackpool Combat Club, who has like four guys in it. So I think uh, Garcia being added to the Blackpool Combat Club, which I don't think this the storyline is going to continue after this pay per view. I think after this pay per view, it's finally going to be done, or they're probably going to probably going to do a final match. No, it's not going to be done because they're doing Garcia versus Yuta next week. But I think after after that, and then they finally do the tie up with Jericho versus Garcia. I think Garcia will be joining the Blackpool Combat Club. It it seems, yeah, it, it seems like what really makes sense. I think it is. A, I think it is worth going uh, bringing up the idea that he might just go by himself. Um, that would be a pretty ballsy move. Probably not what I'd uh, go with myself. But I guess it's pretty interesting to think of. Uh, Surely not. He's, he's surely not going back with Jericho. That seems pretty impossible at this point, to be honest. Um, even if the even if they do it in a way where it's like a big swerve, it's just kind of like, what next? You know. Um, but yeah, ho- hopefully we get Garcia in. Um, I think it'd be weird having him in the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm not sure, even though it seems like the obvious fit uh, when the group first started. But now that they've already you know, they've already added Claudio, they've already added Utah, uh, they've already obviously got Moxley Danielson. It's just kind of a... Well, it'd be yeah. kind of <clears throat> it'd be kind of cool, I mean... Oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, I was saying, you can make Utah and Garcia the tag team of the group if you really want to. That is true. Because people don't people have a tag people... team in there. Unless, unless you count Claudio and Utah, who are teasing the tag team against FTR. Yeah, because even they, yeah. I thought uh, yeah. Dance and Mox were going to be the tag team at first, but apparently not. Well, I mean, every all those no, guys need a kid. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's it's not as good as it was, but he's surviving just about. Uh, next in the show, boom. Let's get to it. Uh, broad. <laughs> Okay, so we cut to the ring and the wingmen are in the ring and uh, cutting a promo about wanting more TV time or some shit like that. I don't know what they were talking about, bro, but um, I was just, the whole time they were on my TV, I was wondering why they were on my TV, to be honest. Go home show before pay-per-view and then out comes W. Morrissey. Um, yeah. He didn't really answer my questions, to be quite honest. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if the rumours are true, but... Uh, 
WWE was also interested in Morrissey, which then led to Tony Khan wanting Morrissey even more. And this was just kind of more of a dog man, part. But <laughs> even still, man, like this is the go home show for a pay per view. Uh, this could have maybe waited till next week. But, you know, uh, Morrissey obviously comes out, he destroys the wingman. Uh, Stoker gives him his card. Um, I think we've lost Chris again. That storm's kicking the shit out of him. We're getting the shit kicked out of us today, man. What a uh, save, bro. Like, dang, bro. Bro, this is. I'm going to retitle this technical difficulties. So straight away, <laughs> bro. This is that's that's all it's been today. Um, well, yeah, man. W W Morris's uh, debuted again in AEW. Took out the wingman. Lined up with Stokely. Uh, does anyone have any sort of opinion on this? I, uh, <laughs> I, we, you know, we were watching yesterday, last night, we were watching it, we were watching with Hank, with Ibu, with Hangman, right? And so, uh, we were literally watching, and he, like, paused it, and he was like, yo, what the fuck is this on my television screen? Like, yo, why are we coming back from commercial break, and all of these niggas standing here in the middle of the ring? I'm like, I, I had the same thought process too. I was like, what is going on? Like, why are those guys in the middle of the ring? All of a sudden, like, this music hits. And I popped for Morrissey. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah, let's go. He used technical difficulties for Russell Pierce, so like injuries for AEW. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we're getting the shit kicked out of us, bro. Like, it's, it's, this yeah. is insane, bro. Uh, we'll be back. We're, we're, we're doing the, um, I think we're doing the, the post Clash at the Castle show. We are, we definitely. So, you know, you, 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 are you guys doing a, are you doing a poster for All Out? Me? Oh, I don't know, but you want to, it's time for me over here will be crazy. It'll be like 4, 5, 6 a.m. for me over here. Uh, whereas Clash at the Castle, it will be, uh, you know, it won't be as bad because it starts so early. <clears throat> but yeah, we're doing, we're doing at least two shows this week because we're looking to do a Clash at the Castle uh, post show. Back up, Hangman will be back on that. Um, it's kind of his idea, to be honest. Uh, then we might do an all-out post show as well, or someone will do a space or some shit. So, yeah, you know, we, we can tell, we can deal with the technical difficulties. We'll get through this review. We'll talk about uh, the weekend and shit. And um, yeah, man. So uh, yeah, W Morrissey. <laughs> there's not, there's not really too much to add. I guess he's just, uh, oh. you know. Oh no! Not, yeah. Uh, oh wait, what happened? No, because I, I was gonna, gonna, I was gonna, I was just gonna say, uh, Morrissey's kind of like their, like their WWE Braun signing, you know, the seven foot guy. But I'd say Braun is probably better because he just looks bigger and he's probably a little bit better in the ring. But who knows? Considering he's been with Control Your Narrative for so long, um, he could be complete garbage now. Um, to Morrissey be honest, he was awesome. Morrissey was good against Warlow. He was good in impact. He was uh, pretty good in impact. impact. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, I might be uh over for the camera for today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, you got my, any thoughts on W Morrissey? I think he's in tremendous shape. Yeah. Um I Definitely. I know people are saying he's doing really well in his personal life now. Uh DDP works wonders. Uh he needs like a Nobel wrestling peace prize something for what he's done with all these wrestlers. With all these like problems, like he's, but yeah, he he's worked on himself a lot. 
I don't watch Impact, but I've seen some clips. I, I don't know if he was doing good stuff at Impact or not. He was just powerbombing Chelsea Green and stuff. So he's good in my book. Um, <laughs> I like how they debuted him, just making him look like a monster, just destroying all these dudes. Um, I don't know what Stokely is cooking with his faction at all. Mm. But, like... Uh, if anyone can make it work, Stokely Hathaway can make it work. So, yeah, um, yeah. You know, what yeah. was that shit on Twitter earlier about his account getting locked? Was that a real thing? No, he deactivated. No, he deactivated. He deactivated. It looked like it got locked at first, but when he came, but then it got, I don't know. At first, it looked like it was locked, and then you look back and I don't know something crazy happened. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, well. <coughs> I think Rabbit? he's teasing something with the gimmick because, you know, how he freaked out on Tony Schiavone. I don't know, something, something like that. There's one yeah. more guy left, right, that he has to add? No, I think Morrissey was the last guy. Yeah, Morrissey was the last guy. And I, I don't remember the Twitter user, so please forgive me if, if it's anybody in here. But uh, somebody made a really good point last night. Like, when Diamond Mine first came around, it was Roddy and the, the Creeds and and uh, there was like, I think there was just those three. Nobody was fucking with Diamond Mine at all. And Stokely just being so charismatic and being so good at what he does kind of turned people around and it made them care about the Diamond Mine. So with, uh, I know what everybody's saying. Like, what is he cooking with this faction? But I think he's going to do the same thing for uh, for whatever this faction, uh, I guess Stokely Enterprises or whatever this is going to mm-hmm. be called. But yeah. We'll see what he's cooking because, like you said when we started, it's like, what is Stokely cooking with this faction, bro? But uh, Stokely's done enough good shit, I guess, that we can kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. But just to quickly run through the group, he, I think it's Lee Moriarty, Gun Club, um, Ethan Page. Ethan Page, yeah, that's the one. Ethan Page and W. Morrissey. So that's the four acts, five guys. Um, Interesting because obviously he's got the. What do you think will happen with the baddies? Like, is he like, what are we doing? You know, I don't know. Maybe Jay just didn't fuck with him. No, he yeah. was in the. No, he was in the promo with. Yeah, Jay he was. Friday. Well, yeah, like, he where was... will he be for much longer? You know what I mean? Like, where? I think he's hmm. going to continue being with Jade as as her. What is he to her? I've seen this a couple times on Twitter, yeah, and I just need to say. Uh, this ain't it, bro. <laughs> no, stop. Whatever, whatever you, whatever you niggas are cooking up on your Wattpad fan fictions or whatever the fuck it is you're cooking, you need to stop. It needs stop. to stop. It stop, has please. to stop. Please don't. That shit is that shit is nasty. I think it's more just this. Look what Charlie said. TK sure loves his throw together factions. You know, like just trust busters. Like you just obviously this is a lot more you know higher on the card than the trust busters. Not trying to offend anybody, but um, I can't wait to yeah, see this faction on just, and strong. Yeah, just a throw, just uh, just thrown together, man. But yeah, the the MJF stuff, please no, you know, I'm not trying to see that anytime soon. Uh, oh, next gosh, up, we had a uh, we had something that popped me because I'm a bit of an old fuck and uh, I'm a simple <laughs> man, and it was yeah. uh, a lo- a locker room. Locker room interaction between Will Ospreay and Don Callis. Uh, Don Callis comes over and he kind of uh, compliments Ospreay. 
says that he's been watching him and you know he's impressed by everything he's done. At one point, he even uh, calls him Will Bygard Osprey, which might be um, telegraphing something that happens in the distant future. We never know. Um, but yeah, man, I lot I like this. I like this. Um, I like this quite a lot. It was simple. It wasn't very long, but you know, it, it was just. It was the, these are sort of the interactions that I want to see on the show, man. It just felt kind of like a natural, like what you would expect to have, see happen between, like, you know, Don Callis going and sneak, sneaking around and, you know, kind of getting Will Ospreay's head a little bit. Um, I like this. Uh, Chris, what was your thoughts while we've got you here before you disappear again? Or was it gone again? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I look. Am I going? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm right here, right? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah. I was saying that uh, Don Callis adds a lot to AEW television. Um, yeah. I really like how AEW recently have been doing a lot of more segments. Uh, like, mm-hmm. they cut down the matches. Like, six matches a card for two hours is just way too So, them doing more segments. Uh, oh. Wow! <laughs> Yo, bro, you've got you've gone crazy, bro. Hey, Chris, again. Chris, uh, do you have to just turn your uh, your Wi Fi off? Come on, needs to do some, yeah, uh, yeah. It's doing it's doing the robot thing. Just turn the Wi Fi off. You'll probably be good. It was it was good for the first like hour and a half. Yeah, man. We're hour and twenty minutes in. We're already doing well. You know. Uh, even though we've had our difficulties, we've had a, we've had, we've had no shows. You know, we've had a lot of unprofessionalism going on. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you know, we still, we still, you know, King of the North supporting with the group chat. Does Don Callis turn on Omega like Gado turned on Alcada, attaching himself to the next big thing while his current guy might be on the downswing? That's what I was uh, kind of alluding to earlier when I was saying no kind of telegraphing something that might happen in the distant future. Because um, obviously Kenny Omega is, you know, he's if he's not already, he's eventually going to be a full-fledged, like, complete babyface with the books, you know. Uh, obviously, Don Callis, as an act, I don't think he really, it doesn't really fit him to play that role at all. Um, so it's just a matter of when, not if, of when uh, Don Callis kind of either just quietly leaves or, you know, they do a big angle and he turns on him, etc., etc. Will Ospreay, for the, men- for the reasons that King of the North has said, uh, obviously makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, man, I could see that happening. Am I, can I be heard? Yeah, yeah you yes, can be heard. Can I be heard? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast right now is very scuffed, but I'm a power through just so I can talk about Kenny Omega at the end of the show. Oh God. That's all you need. Oh that's, all, that's all we need. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. We could have, we could have easily, we could have easily done a 30 minute podcast where I'll just talk about the punk segment for a bit. And I'll just let you kind of uh, run wild with the elite. I can do that shit. Well, <laughs> well at least we've got Robot Chris back for a moment. Um, Shout what out next? to uh, Keenan North for sending out these super chats. Oh, yeah, man, always, uh, we always appreciate the super chats. Um, you know, even, even if we... Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, always <laughs> keep sending them. Subscribe. <laughs> if you've not already subscribed, obviously subscribe. Uh, like this video if you haven't already. And uh, you know, of course, if you if you can send in the super chats, those are always massively appreciated. Um, 
Next up on AW we on Dynamite we had Britain Jamie versus Tony and Sheeta. I love this match. Wait, I thought you, it was a. Uh, go on. Did you go? Did you go uh, around or are we 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 pushing through? Because uh, with the Will Osprey thing, because I was gonna say. If you, yeah, if you got a take, get it off. Get your take. I was gonna real real quick. Yeah, real quick. Uh, I think they should keep doing like these not WWE style locker room segments, but I think they should keep doing them and but just do them better. And this is obviously done mm-hmm. better. So. Yeah, this was a good. This was a good little minute of TV. You know, it was. It uh, it helped build to you know the eventual main event, and it could build towards something long term as well. It was. It was really well done, man. Don Callis is great. Like like Chris said, I think he's just great to have on TV. Um, But yeah, uh, Britain Jamie versus Tony and Sheeta. I personally loved this. Um, It was in a nice slot because I think if it would have went after the punk sheet or. Just before the uh, trios match at the end, I think it could have uh, affected it negatively. Um, Britt Baker, for all the shit we give her, I'm here again saying that it pops me when she, uh, you know, she isn't scared to get whacked in the face. She isn't scared to take a bump. <laughs> it's probably one of the uh, probably my favorite thing about her as an in-ring wrestler is that she, uh, you know, she's game. You know, <laughs> she's she's a gamer. Um, Jamie Hay- Jamie Hayter decided to headbutt the floor off a Rana bump. Um, she'd have drop kicked. <laughs> she had drop kicked Britt Baker in the face, and the final stretch was legitimately pretty great, to be honest. Um, she'd have pinned Britt Baker, so I know a lot of people are kind of scared that Britt Baker's going to win the title on Sunday now. But uh, yeah, do we have any thoughts on this match? The unknown. Uh, Put some respect on Ari Gavari. Oh. He's the one making the matches, not Omega. Well, <laughs> Omega puts. I'm. I don't care. Uh, appreciate you, Ravari, but uh, Omega shadow booked it. So, <laughs> shadow yeah, booked. So. Omega no, definitely. Uh, Ari Davari is uh-huh. a really good producer. He was also producing matches in WWE that got over well. Um, he's a really good producer. He does a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I know people were like. Why is he signed? <laughs> Two or five live merchant Tony Khan. These guys have more jobs behind the scenes than just, you know. He's a great producer. This match is really good. Uh, these multi winner matches hide Britt Breaker's many flaws. So they're really good for her. Um, when she's giving to other opponents, she's a really good uh uh, she's a really okay, decent professional wrestler. Sheeta is one of the best wrestlers in the world, regardless of gender. Uh, Tony Storm brings a lot of energy. So does Jamie Hayter. Um, it was a really fun match. Uh, before 9 o'clock, you know, I know that's a lot of people's problems with the women's division. But it was a really fun match. You know, I, I, I just think it's not a coincidence that when Kenny comes back, the women division starts having bangers after bangers. But maybe that's just me. Maybe. <laughs> it did a good uh, number. It did a good it, it did a good number. The tag the women's tag. So uh, maybe <laughs> it was just yeah. Rosa holding down. She's got enough shit this week, you know? <laughs> No, because this one maybe it, TK it, was cooking something. I'm about to say because it did maintain that million. 
as uh, while I'm looking at these quarters, <laughs> it, it maintained that. I'm not going to dunk on Rosa. So. I'm not going to dunk on Rosa. To go yeah, to uh, we're going to leave that alone. Um, <laughs> well, as I said, a few people mentioned this about uh, Tony super attacks and the swinging DDTs. That bit at the end where she done the um, when she done the heap attack, been straight, then she kind of just sat on uh, Britt Baker's head, then <laughs> went to the outside and done that swinging DDT. It looked great. Um, but yeah, man, it was a good match. It's I think, it, like I said earlier, it definitely helped from being before nine o'clock because if this went in the normal slot at like nine thirty, um, that means it comes after the punk sheet, and I think. You know, this at least gave it a chance to go out there and be a good match and have the crowd into it, which it did. Um, I, I was a big fan of it. Um, do we have any predictions of who's going to win the title on Sunday? I think Tony's going to win simply because she was set to win it uh, at all out, anyways. And mm-hmm. I think it would be very just, I don't want to say distasteful, but it would be very weird to be like, all right, you're not going to win anymore even though you're still in the match. So I'd have her win, Tony win, which I'd be really cool with. But I would love for Sheeta to win it again and have her reign in front of crowds. Just like, yeah. like Mox has, has his reign in front of crowds. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't be disappointed if Tony wins. I won't be disappointed if Sheeta wins. Uh, I don't think yeah. Hater is ready for a championship run yet. Uh, I think she needs to get the feud over Britt first. As long mm-hmm. as Britt Baker wins, to be honest, I'm cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rob, you got any predictions for the uh, for the total match on Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. I think Tony takes it home. I don't want to see mm-hmm. another Brit run. Uh, I would love to see another Shida run. Um, uh, yeah, and as Chris said, Hater's not ready, but I, Tony. I think Tony's taking it home. Manny, I saw your tweet earlier, but if you've changed your mind, uh, <laughs> you're you're with Tony as well, right? Yeah. Let's just move on. Yeah. We know well. Uh, <laughs> don't want to torture Manny with too much uh, <laughs> too much women's wrestling talk. Uh, <laughs> next up was probably the uh I doubt well we'll see what happened. Uh Kip Sabian cut a promo that uh I'll be caught Frank. Nobody that I know sing, uh gave a single fuck about it. Um Yeah, y'all fucking with Pack versus Kip Sabian on Sunday. Sorry to hear that. Man, uh, <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny if they bring him back just in. It'd be crazy if Kip just beats Pack. Bro, if he beats Pack, I'm going to call the police or some shit. <laughs> no way. I think it's crazy that he's even getting a match of like. You know, like I know he hasn't wrestled in the company for a minute and shit, but like, yo, come on, bro. This is yeah. this is pay this is pay per view. It's not I even on zero. Is it even on zero? I don't even think it's zero. I think it's on the pay per view. Yeah, it's on zero hour. It's, it's on the three match hour. for. I think the three match for zero hour is Hook and Parker. Uh, Kip but Hook's and facing Pat. Parker. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got Ishii versus Wait, Kingston. Hook. Oh, no. Wait, oh no no he's facing uh cool hand parker not uh, yeah. not boudreau not boudreau oh, oh i forgot there's two bro. parkers now yeah w. i was gonna say bro that's fucking hilarious that would be insane to see him suplex boudreau though that would be nuts 
All jokes aside, though, and all nastiness aside, uh, I don't think Kip Sabian's, like, bad. He's just, you know, he's just... Uh, just... This is this is this is this is yeah this is this is the most stacked roster possibly in the history of wrestling. I think giving Kip Sabian a world title match, no, not a world title match. Sorry, that would that would be fucking crazy. But um, giving uh, Kip Sabian any title match at this stage just kind of feels out of place, you know. Um, uh, I mean, I'm not a huge Kip fan. But I'm not. I yeah, understand. I'm not mad at it. Really, it's yeah. just lack of caring, you know. Which is for a yeah. pack singles match on a pay per view. It's you know. Yeah, <laughs> I know Osprey's not in the country anymore, so they couldn't do that. Um, that would have been insane. <laughs> I understand. You know, Tony Kip was there from day one, first match in AEW history. You know, I understand when you be like, you know, you've been hurt all this time. I'm gonna give you some prominent to do. Um, and if it's a really good match, where it probably will be both their pack is a super worker and Kip is a very competent yeah. worker. I mm-hmm. think Kip might, you know, turn some heads in this match. Um, he has to. Hopefully. Like, I don't know. For his perception, he kind of has to. Yeah. Uh, I, I really do like the bo- the box in the head gimmick. Um, I think that his moving graphic is pretty, pretty cool. But, you know, I'm glad it's on the uh, pre-show, to be honest. Anyone else got any takes on Kip yeah, Sabian? It's kind of like it's kind of like what Chris said. It was the same thing I said about Silver. Yeah, like, nigga, get off my dick! Oh my god, bro! <laughs> I'm saying, uh, bro, bro, you know we don't have to. No, I was saying, bro, like it, it, I, it's the same thing I kind of said for Silver, bro. It could kind of turn some heads on on Kip because so like everybody tries to make it seem like Kip is bad, but it's not that Kip is bad. He has a good fan base, but it's just like. It's just Kip Sabian, you know. It's not like you hear Kip Sabian and you go, "Oh my God!" It's just Kip Sabian. So yeah, yeah. Manny, I'm Sorry. sure you've got. Uh, I'm sure you've got five minutes of takes for Kip Sabian right now. No, nah, this is gonna. <laughs> hopefully, he's good, man. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Just... Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, on, moving on. We if he stinks it up, man, he's on the first. Names on the chopping board oh, for me, man. Yeah, bro. If he stinks it up, I think he's gonna get killed on Twitter and shit. I don't think he will. I think he will get killed on Twitter because people will be like thinking of who else it could be. That's kind of what AEW fans do a lot. Um, I don't think he won't get killed like Thunder Rosa has this week on the timeline or anything like that. Uh, but people will, mate. People will get their jokes off. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Chris probably being one of them. Um, <laughs> Bro, I guess it it nasty. Nasty. if he stinks up a fucking pack, it'll be really nasty for him. Someone asked this. Uh, we got a super chat earlier that I nearly missed. Um, after sundown, optimistic to see these changes, Tony plans on making to the women's division. Um, hopefully, if last night's match and you know uh, the slot it was in, presentation, etc. I love these all star AW tags. So more of those definitely wouldn't. Um, would right be a back. problem, and uh, you know, more sheet is always good, etc. So, you know, yeah, I've always, I've always that. held out that hope for the AW Women's Division that you know that it gets, you know, more focus. That's kind of always yeah. been more thing is the focus. It's like I've never thought the women were bad in it. I've never thought that the booking was like 
horrendously bad. Like it's not like they make actively bad decisions and dumb decisions. It's just it's just a lack of focus and kind of to like what Tony said on the media call earlier. It's like you know he's more interested in booking the you big know, numbers. Yeah, booking the big number segments with CM Punk and stuff like that. And um, I mean, at least he's honest. Like, I kind of don't agree with that philosophy, you know. But um, at least, it, <laughs> at least he's honest. Um, but you know, as long, as long as people continue to tell him that the women's division should get better, as he said earlier in the week, he always listens to the fans. And to be honest, we have good reason to believe that he does listen to the fans, and you know, the division probably will you know, we'll go into kind of like a new era after this Thunder Rose around, I, I guess. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I feel like a lot of times we always talk about this is going to be the turn for the women's division. This is going to be the turn for the women's division. But I, I genuinely do, like, you know, I think this will, depending on who is championship, if Britt, or not Britt, if Sheeta or Tony wins, I really do think there's going to be a heightened sense of um what's the word direction you know if it's Sheeta, she can just have all these work rate matches yeah tony can also do work rate but she can also you know so she has better uh she doesn't have the language barrier she can do you know all these storylines and you know the partnership with stardom is still looming uh around the corner so you know you can do a lot with that you still have the tjpw uh partnership so, you know, it, it, I think it's looking up for AEW, the women's division, depending on who the champion will be. Yeah, man, it's looking good. Um, anyone else got anything to add to that super chat that I just pulled up about, you know, the AEW women's division going yeah. forward? I know Manny doesn't, uh, but Rob, you got anything to add? No, you oh. have Rob went to the Oh, is here. Uh... No, not really. Yes. No, hold, Sorry, you know. guys. I got to get going. But You got to get out of here. Well, at least, yep. you've done a, just... at least you've done a nice little running for us. We appreciate you, you know, Thank coming, you, in on these, <laughs> coming in on these technical difficulties, you know. We've been, yeah. Uh, appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, no problem. I wish I had more energy. Just, so I just got done walking my dogs. <laughs> you, you, always bring, you always bring enough energy, you know. Uh, we've... Uh, you know, we've been uh, blasting through this Dynamite review. You're about to miss the best beat. Sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Everyone follow Manny. Um, he's good. He, I think uh, you, you can catch him sometimes on the Light Not Green channel as well. So if you subscribe to them over there, uh, we always love and support those guys over there. And uh, you know, he's he's not a he's not a bad writer at all. He's actually a very good writer. Um, He's Samoa Joe piece uh, on the match of Necro Butcher's brilliant, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, man, make sure you all follow him if you're not already. Next up, we had a Miro Derby Sting promo. Uh, it was just kind of a Miro promo that also had Derby and Sting in it, sort of thing. Um, it was quite a pop, to be honest. Sting came in with this weird line at the end. It was like, <laughs> he was like, the enemy of my enemy. And there was like this weird pause, and he was like, "Is my friend?" And it was just like, "Yo, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was weird, bro." Because it's Sting, you just like, "Well, fuck it." <laughs> like, just, just Sting, bro. bro. He just fucking rules. I was like, I thought he was just gonna. 
when the pause came, I was like, oh, we're just going to do a pool. Because, you know, everyone knows that any line, you know, is our mm-hmm. friend. Mm-hmm. So I thought he wasn't going to say it. And then he just comes in with this monotone, ex- like ecstatic, but monotone <laughs> delivery of, is our friend. Is our friend. Yeah. 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 Uh, I liked it. It, it. it was cool. Yeah. I like all men involved in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a cool aspect. Obviously, there wasn't really too much to add. Uh, there's probably not too much to you know review about it, other than Sting's delivery. But <laughs> yeah, man, man, dude, the money section lives forever. Factual. Um, but yeah, so next up, we got this Sam Punk thing, and uh, I know you two are probably gonna get um, <laughs> you're gonna get some shit off. But let me get more shit off. You get me. Um, so obviously we've this whole feud, yeah, with uh, with CM Punk coming back, CM Punk coming back from injury to face John Moxley, who you know, he, John Moxley's been this animal, bro. Um, he's been having these killer matches every week. It doesn't matter what promotion it's in, GCW, um, obviously AEW. He's having great matches with Tanahashi. He's doing the thing, man. Like he's been an animal. Um, he's a savage, but that's kind of that's even the that's the aura that he's giving off as well. Like this guy's a savage, and he's on top of his game, and he's the fucking man right now. Um, he's been he's been a beast, you know. Especially obviously when AEW needed someone to step up when their top star and CM Punk gets injured, um, Moxley's came in and filled the shoes and then some. You know, what I mean, he's really been the company ace. He's been amazing. Then um, obviously, you know, he comes. CM Punk comes back, and they bring the match forward a week, uh, the week before all out. Uh, and you know, from that moment, I've been like worried, but like kind of like you know, not worried and kind of questioning what they're doing. But honestly, bro, like not to sound too much like our friend Back Up Hangman, I've always kind of had faith that like CM Punk will be able to pull this angle off altogether because it's fucking CM Punk and it's what he does. He doesn't, he's not really involved. The idea of CM Punk being involved in like wrestle crap or like bad booking and stuff like that when he's in AEW, a company where he's going to have creative control and stuff, it just doesn't sound, um, it don't sound too plausible to me, you know? So I've always had that little thing in the back of my mind that like, you know, it is CM Punk, maybe he'll save it. And then, um, then the match happens and CM Punk gets squashed, bro. Like, and it's just like, and then like, I'm still, I've got more questions. Like going into the match, I had questions about why they were doing it. And I was thinking maybe the questions will get answered in this match. And they just didn't. Like there was more questions coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, it's obviously, it's in Moxie's home state. It's in Cleveland. Punk gets the shit kicked out of him. And then, you know, the next week we're in, you know, CM Punk's got to come out and he's got to face Chicago after getting squashed in like two minutes. And, um, you know, the show opens, obviously, we picked up Moxley earlier. Moxley comes out, he cuts his killer promo. But even when Moxley, like Rob said earlier on, like when Max dropped that open contract out on the ring, it was like, for me personally, it was like, oh, fuck, they're actually doing like the open challenge thing. Like, like this is, this is this what they're doing. Do you know what I mean? It was like, that it's not really. Like I said, I had all this faith in Punk to pull off this great angle and shit. And, you know, they were doing an open challenge and I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was fucked, bro. And uh, obviously, Ace still came out after. And even then, it was still a bit like, oh, fucking hell, what? 
what we're doing here, then, you know, CM Punk comes out, bro, and I'll be real, like, he comes out and he's looking all dejected and he's doing sad boy shit and, you know, his hands are in his pockets, he's looking at the floor, so all deflated and sad and, you know, he's cutting his promo and he, you know, he, he's, he starts a promo and he's got, like, tears in his eyes and shit and fucking, you're like, yo, is this, what's he going to say, you know, like, what's he going to come out with and he's coming out with all this, like, depressed, like, you know, like, He's kind of like dribbling along, do you know what I mean? Like the promo itself, I think, like got that normal CM Punk fire to it, and I think it was like intentional, you know. Like it was just CM Punk, just kind of like in the dirt, you know. Like just one, it was like it was weird, do you know what I mean? I think it was intentionally like weird vibes, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you didn't know what he was going to come with, and he's saying like, you know, uh, he's uh, a. <laughs> He's talking about he's talking about the details of his injury, saying you know the surgery told me, but my foot's pulverized now. But you know I, I did get cleared, and the doctors did say I'm at 100, percent you know, but it's just a new 100 percent now, and I just don't know if that's good enough. And then we get it, bro. And then the magic starts to happen, and uh, you just hear this voice. <laughs> you hear this voice coming down the ramp, and it's fucking a still, bro. And he's like, "Yo, what the?" fuck is going on he's like he said he's like this ain't what we talked about in the back or what are you talking about right now um he's like this ain't this ain't the game plan bro this ain't what we talked about this ain't it um then like he done this little thing that i loved where he said uh you know he kind of he like apologized to the crowd for interrupting cm punk's promo and he introduced himself like yo i'm ace still you know um, i've trained this man from day one we're not just friends, we're family. We've seen them all come and go. And, uh, you know, you didn't let your family down. You didn't let Chicago down. You filled Chicago Arena with just a rumour, etc., etc. And you were just putting Punk over. And uh, he said, like, in your own words, you know, when you get knocked down, it's about how you get back off. And then he just started grabbing him, bro. He smacked him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he just smacked, smacked him in the face. And he Fuck. said, you fucking get up! You fucking get up! He's dog walking him around the ring and he's getting Chicago behind him and he's getting Chicago to chant CM Punk and bro and CM Punk just wakes up this animal inside himself and it's just CM Punk grabs the mic and he looks down the camera and he tells John Moxley that he's not him and he gets into the crowd and he's rallying up the troops of Chicago behind him whilst walking through the crowd cutting his fired up promo. <laughs> bro, it's fucking bro, it's just fucking crazy. Like the crowd's obviously going nuts for it all. And because like, like I was saying, like the promo before Ace comes into it, it's like it's weird. And Ace comes in and he just wakes him up. As soon as he smacks fucking Soon as he smacks him punk and drops an F bomb, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like that the magic just starts, bro. And uh like I said, CM Punk's like rallying up his army, walking through the Chicago crowd, cutting his cutting his promo on Moxley, talking about Chicago. It's just it's pro wrestling, bro. Like that that's it. Like he pulled it off. Like I don't know, even up until the point where he walked out, even in the first like minute of his promo, I was like, this ain't hitting. Not the well on it to then pulled off this angle and like, I'm all in now, I'll be real. Um, I'm all in on Maxi versus Punk all out on Sunday. I'm fucking he he pulled it off. Uh I don't know how he done it. Um I would say I don't know why I doubted him, but I don't think I well yeah, I think I was kind of, I did have my doubts about this whole thing, man. And he he's pulled it off. He's he's one of the greats. He's 
he's fucking CM Punk and it's great to have him back. He's been back for a year now and he's still, you know, proving why it's so brilliant to have him back after all this time. And uh, now that I've got my shit off, Rob and Chris are probably going to shit on everything I just said. Um, Chris, I'll let you start. <laughs> uh, I agree with you that the beginning of Punk's promo, it was weird. It was like mm-hmm. he was talking to Summer Voice. I actually thought he was going to say, yo, uh, I got to go away again. Yeah, that's so, what I mean, man. That's what I thought he was going to say, like, what he did on Rampage. It was weird because the crowd, we're in Chicago and the crowd was, I'm not going to say they were, like, 100% against them, but it was, like, not as hyped for Punk as they should be since they're in Chicago. And then he had hecklers. <laughs> he caught someone a... No, oh, yeah, I forgot. How did I forget? How did I forget that? <laughs> the crowd was just chanting, like just heckling them. Even after you caught that dude, that guy, the crowd was just heckling them. It was a really weird atmosphere for Punk mm-hmm. in Chicago, and I was like, bro, if they, were, I was like, if they're trying to get sympathy for Punk, they're not doing it right. And then Ace still comes out, and he's just fucking the definition of uh. What's that word? The definition of, yeah, I run through a brick wall for this guy. After he slapped Punk, grabbed him, told him all this shit on some Rocky Bal- Rocky Balboa shit. Just like, it's like, that's legit. What, I know a lot of people are saying it. That's legit what it is. It's like Rocky Balboa shit. Yeah, that's um, definitely what we're going for, man. Not. Yeah, it's definitely intentional. Um, Ace Steel, uh, I didn't know Ace Steel was until today. <laughs> and I turned up the TV when I saw him. <laughs> no, but I didn't know what Ace still was. Oh, here we promo. fucking go. After <laughs> that promo. It's oh, like, my God. Fuck you. Say CM Punk's name three times and you're the kid, bro. Hey, hey, uh, back with Pac-Man. I, I, tried, I tried my best to see CM Punk. Um, you know, try my best with my own little dialogue about it, but Shit. you know, uh, I think I think the people probably been missing your ten minute fucking spoken word poem about what Sam Punk did last night. I know you're at work right now, but uh, yeah, man, if you want to unmute yourself and get get involved in this Sam Punk talk, then let's get to it. <laughs> Philip Jack Brooks. Is the embodiment of professional wrestling. Oh my god, get off dick. Oh my god, no way. This man is a special, special, special talent. Oh my god. Absolutely unreal. I don't, know what y'all, work. I don't know what y'all been talking about, but I'm at work, right? And something something in the universe guided me to popping by the Russell Pierce podcast to talk. Um oh I hope you guys are uh, doing okay. Um, I don't know what I've missed. I don't know what you guys have touched on, but CM Punk's promo was incredible, and and it, it just shows it just shows how how sensational he is. He walked into an environment that, quite frankly, this is the it's the most hostile Chicago crowd he's ever faced. There was mm-hmm. a lot of heckling. It was very awkward. Um, Moxley came in at the start of the show and frankly turned the people on his side. Uh, and yet, 
you know, and it wasn't completely by himself. He had a lot of help from Ace Steel, who did a, a tremendous job in this in this promo segment. But this man is Rocky, bro. This isn't a story about Punk turning heel. It's a redemption angle. And he came in there, and he was unsure of himself. And, you know, if, if any other talent was involved, I'd honestly be unsure of their ability to pull this off. Because, Monty, what we had was a month's worth of storytelling condensed into about seven minutes. You know, Punk being unsure about doing this matchup and getting the pep talk and then firing up. That's that's like three to four weeks worth of segments. And and it's it's really tricky to try to squeeze it in the way they did, but they had no choice because, you know, the pay-per-view is on Sunday. Um, but, yeah, man, Punk, look, he fired up. He got the, the pep talk he needed. He went into the crowd and he played the Chicago angle. And was it a bit ham-fisted and potentially corny? Sure. But listen, man, what they did last week was necessary. I, I said this last week. You know, John Moxie squashed him. And they, they set it up for Punk to earn the title victory because, you know, I, I'm fully of the belief that, that Punk's winning the belt, right? Um, but they I think Mox suggested what he suggested so that he remained credible and um, viable. And, and more power to him because he feels immovable. He feels like he's a fucking untouchable monster, right? And so oh, now, go. literally, literally. And that's why he killed him last week. It made sense. And now Punk, he's going to do the unthinkable. He's going to do the impossible. Um, and he's going to beat him in Chicago. And he cut a promo this week to where the people are back on his side. Uh, it was masterful. This match at, at All Out is probably going to be beautiful. Um, and, and I can't there, – there aren't enough superlatives in the world to, to praise this guy CM Punk. Like I said on Twitter, you know, if, you, if you're somebody who discounts and disregards his, contrib- his contributions to pro wrestling, um, I just think – I don't know what you're watching, and I don't know what you want out of the business. You know, he, he, can't, he cannot run and jump like Will Ospreay. He cannot wrestle the way Kenny Omega does. Um, but that doesn't make him any less important, especially in pro wrestling. You know, I think outside of the stuff that's surrounding the elite, I think what, what he does is just um, – it's a contribution that's insurmountable to this promotion. Uh, he's, he's so special. Um, this promo was so great. Um, again, I can't praise it enough. I, I appreciate that it happened. Um, he's just a man, man. He's just one of the greatest wrestling talents I've ever seen. So I just wanted to pass by and put that over. He's a mastermind. Oh, he is a mastermind, man. And, and again, John Moxley, listen, man, credit to him too, because he's been sensational in this. Like I said, last week's win legitimized him. Um, he's, he's, he is him also. And, uh, good on him for suggesting the squash. You know what I mean? Because, if, if they didn't do that, it would have felt a bit weird to see Punk just kind of swoop in and beat John and move on, you know? So they did it in a way where Mox really does feel like he's untouchable and Punk has to earn it. Um, and kudos to him for cutting a promo that makes it so that he – it feels like he will earn it rather than just kind of waltz in and take what's waiting for him. So well done. Good piece of business. Uh, I appreciate everybody in the Russell Pierce podcast. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Punk goaded, back to work. Thank you. Appreciate it. There's a comment that's in the chat. Somebody said his co-workers are suffering while this nigga is in here twerking for Punk. (laughs) This is crazy. Public indecency just to dick ride for Punk is crazy. 
Bro, to be honest, when uh, when Punk did that segment last night, yeah, I because me- I know obviously he's at work and shit, so uh, I messaged him because I know he mess- I know he's avoiding spoilers and that, but he does check out the end. And uh, <clears throat> I just said to him, like, bro, when you watch this CM Punk thing, like you're either gonna do like a two minute run in, or you're gonna send in a video or some shit talking about what CM Punk just did, because <laughs> yo. It is important, but uh, there's definitely a lot to be said for what Chris said and what uh, Backup Hangman just said as well about like how that Chicago crowd, like it was hostile, they were heckling him, it was weird. And he was like, it just all added to it, man, because, you know, he, he just got squashed and he's got to face his hometown again. And, you know, he's just been squashed and he's all dejected and they're all kind of like, what the fuck's going on? And it's just like this really weird atmosphere. And then you know, A Steel wakes up that dog in him, bro. It was, it was fun. It was cinema. It was like even like what Hangman just said, man. Like it was a bit corny him going through the crowd, pumping his fist, rallying up the troop. But was, uh... I will say this uh, about it: is I, I, I'm indifferent. You know, everybody's talking about it was weird, uh, and this is not even like on my agenda, Tom. I just, I would the promo before A Steel came in was not good. I was mm-hmm. not getting into it. I didn't care at all. It I was just hitting, bro. Like, oh, bro I, I what is going on? Like, what are you talking about? And he's doing this fake ass Mark Henry retirement shit. Like, what is going on? And then Ace Steel basically came out and said, "Look, nigga, we from Chicago. We don't, we don't lay down. We get the fuck up." And, and then, uh, and then it kind of got me back into it. And then when he went in the crowd, he said he's standing there, and you like somebody put in the chat. You see somebody like literally, like the the city loves him so much that so somebody's literally offering their kid to him, and like put somebody had like a like a one month, two month year old baby in the audience there at the show, and shit like that. So it was a cool visual. Uh, wasn't better than Mox's promo, but it was a cool video. It was a cool visual. I say that. I think it was just more like the. Vi- I think it's just like the visual, and the thing with Pong is that it's not. It's not. I wouldn't say it's creative because it's like it's. It was definitely creative in a wrestling sense, but it's not like it's something that's never been done before in like entertainment. You know what I mean? Like they're literally doing like a Rocky story. Um, yeah, it's I don't really know, Rocky man. It's just a... running in the streets of Philly, where Philly behind them. That's really what it is. Yeah, right. that's literally. Yeah, what you said, Chris. Literally, exactly what it is. To be honest, um, but he's just, he just, the, his shit just feels different, man. It just, he's just, he's CM Punk. Or I can't really say anything that Backup Man hasn't already tweeted or embarrassed himself by saying already. So. And, like people uh, think I hate punk. I don't hate punk. Punk uses my parents of all time. It's just <laughs> how backup Heyman, how how much he likes punk just makes me angry and it makes me dislike <laughs> punk. Oh god. And like oh, god. it's like, oh my god, bro. Like I would never forgive this man Hangman for taking away CM Punk from me. And uh god. Well, you would still have you would still like punk. It's just his opinion. No. Uh, no. Also, Punk is free to with my favorite wrestlers. And Punk is friends with people who I hate. So it's like, all right, Punk, you're not giving me a lot to work with. You're backup <laughs> Heyman's favorite wrestler. You associate with FTR. <laughs> you're a closeted, uh, I won't bring that up, but you're a closeted yeah, someone dick like rider that. who I won't bring oh, up. Oh, God. And it's like, you're feuding with Moxley, who I think is wrestler of the year. It, it, it's a lot going against Punk. But like, 
to be objective, Punk is one of the greats. Um, right. But I would not be praising him until he feuds with someone I don't like. I'm not praising that nigga until he apologizes. Yeah, so... Yeah, so like, when we talk about the same punk promo before, like just not being that good, it's like the way like Ace comes into it, like yo, it's Ace crazy, is just, it's embarrassing. Like that's, I think that's genuinely what they were going for. Um, mm-hmm. Like punk being like on this weird like level, and you know his delivery and everything just weren't quite, you know, and he was just kind of like moping on, like what's this guy talking about, man? Like, is he gonna retire or or some shit? Like what is he doing? <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, yeah, actually, Ace comes out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, yeah. Everyone in the chat, uh, I'm giving you a game right here. I know we got some video winners in the chat. You would be very remiss not to make an eye of the tiger CM Punk music video before all out. Yeah, that's the that's the, that's yeah. that's the one. That's the here. Um, I won't watch it. Jordan Part Two, get on that. Yeah, we need to get him. Or what's the other guy that I would just follow? The, uh, Tiger, Tiger Style. Stole. Yeah, Tiger Tiger Style. Stole. My man Briscoe be making some hot videos too. But yeah, it, it was it was really good professional wrestling segment. Um, I didn't need a video package to get into it, like some stupid people on the internet say. But yeah. So uh, yeah, we've just we just hit two hours, so we'll power through the rest of Dynamite, and then I'll let you guys get your shit off about Bobby Fish to close. That sound good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, next up, we had Jungle Boy and Christian sit down with Jr. Um, I was still dizzy from CM Punk getting the troops together in Chicago, so <laughs> I didn't pay that much attention last night. But I did rewatch it today, and uh, you know, it kind of popped me out. Christian was basically like, "Fuck friends, fuck uh, fuck friends, fuck family. I want money." And. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jungle Boy said that he's fighting Jack Perry on Sunday and not Jungle Boy. And, uh, yeah, man, like, this this wasn't bad at all. It was just, uh, I think it was just kind of, you know, the victim of following genuinely what I believe was like an all-time great Dynamite segment. So, uh, does anyone any, got any thoughts on the sit-down with JR? Uh, it was good. Uh, I'm really excited for the match. I really wish they would have gave this like a unsanctioned match type feel. Well, the mm-hmm. people probably continue out to all out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, I'm really torn on who's gonna win. I, I feel like Jungle Boy should. I don't know. I don't want to say should. But I feel like, I feel like Chris is winning this, mm-hmm. and they're gonna have a couple more matches, and Jungle Boy will. I think the end of this whole feud is gonna be a. No DQ, unsensitive type match where Jungle Boy can tear chose Christian. And I think that's how the whole feud is going to end. But I do see Christian winning this. Uh, maybe by by nefarious means. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it was a good segment. Not too much to write home about. Um, Jungle Boy going in as Jungle Jack Perry and said Jungle Boy is interesting also. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes me think they're gonna push him very hardly because I know one of the criticisms, especially like Jr. talked about, like people want um, him to go by Jack Perry instead of Jungle Boy. They think Jungle Boy is like too cartoonish to be a pushed act, which I never had a problem with. But if he goes by Jungle Jack Perry, it'd be cool. You know, I wouldn't have a problem yeah. with it. But yeah, 
it was a cool segment. Rob, you got anything to add? Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, I, I thought it was really good. Uh, I I loved him being like, you know, the whole you were like a basically you were like a father to me. He was like, bro, I don't I don't give a shit about being your father, bro. I'm all about that bag. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I, I think uh, Christian is well. Because Jungle Boy, I know this doesn't really matter, but Jungle Boy, Christian's really never had a pay-per-view win. His last pay-per-view win was, was I think, Full Gear. So he's never really had like a pay-per-view win. And Jungle Boy won at the last two pay-per-views. So uh, I think they're going to do that. And then they're probably going to do something in between Full Gear or at Full Gear. And, and, and speaking of that, one aspect we haven't brought up is we ain't seen – Luchasaurus in two weeks. We have not seen Luchasaurus in two weeks. So I think Christian wins, and finally we get the turn from my fault. Finally, we actually get the turn from uh, Luchasaurus. And he, because yeah. he, yeah, like somebody just said in the chat, it was, I got, yeah, exactly, Charlie. But King of the North just said in the chat, Luchasaurus never touched Christian Cage. He's never touched on, you know. Yeah, so. that's a good. That's definitely a good point because there wasn't actually a point where he, you know, so King North said he's never actually attacked or put his hands on a, you know, Christian guy. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think it'll actually be a really good match, and I think people are kind of sleeping on it because there's been a whole whirlwind of news, and you know, obviously the Punk and Mox match coming together so late. Obviously, the trios tournaments going on, and this kind of got lost in the shuffle because like Christian, obviously. One of the all-time greats when it comes to put like putting a match together, he's brilliant at it. Um, then obviously Jungle Boy, he's kind of like one of the young talents that if you are a guy who can put a match together, you just need someone who can you know work hard and he can do it. Jungle Boy is uh, you know he's a great talent in ring. So I think this like I said, I think this is probably one of if not the sleeper of the card. But yeah. Yeah, um, Luchasaurus was suspended. I think Luchasaurus helps him be uh, helps him win and gets reinstated. Mm. Christian pulls some strings. Yeah, that's not, that's not, yeah. No, I think it'll be Christian for through some way of cheating or bullshit or something, you know. Um, but yeah, next up we had uh, Wardlow and FTR. They were in a squash match. Um, we honestly got really nothing to add on that. It looked exactly like how you'd expect it to look. Uh, Wardlow getting his entrance is always a part. Um, FTR always get a big part, uh, but yeah, it was just it was just a squash squash match. There wasn't really anything to it. Um, then next up, we had a there was another Mox promo where he was just kind of following up the CM Punk thing. And to be honest, compared to the one that he cut at the start of the show, it's not even like it was a bad promo or worse promo or anything like that. It was just to follow. For Mox to go out there again, and I get why they tried to do it, but for Mox to go out there again after what CM Punk just did, like <laughs> rallying up the city, um, it was just difficult for him, but he's still, you know, he was still great. Uh, it's Mox Lee, he's never going to go out there and cut a bad promo and stink up the microphone. He cut a nice little promo, it just didn't, you know, it was, I doubt. I'd say, honestly, I doubt many people remember that promo compared to the one that he cut at the start of the show because, like I said, it was so dizzying after uh, what CM Punk just did. Yeah. But, um, 
Do you guys have any? Do you guys have any uh, takes on the Max promo? Or? Uh, it was a good promo. That's kind of mm-hmm. all. You know, it was it poured a little yeah. bit more story. Nothing salt. Nothing really talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up was uh, a. <laughs> this killed me, bro. Uh, Ten and Evil Uno got attacked by. Uh, <laughs> got attacked by Andrade <laughs> and Jose, bro. And yeah. it was just like. That that so I've been wondering not all week, but like, I've been wondering for a, for a minute now. Like you know, how do they actually get Hangman into this tournament? You know, uh, like, are they gonna do like some angle where he's conflicted and has to make a choice, or do you know what I mean? Like, and now uh, this is what they actually came out with, and it's just fucking it just popped me. Um, <laughs> you got Jose, <laughs> Jose's out here threatening niggas with a fucking taser. Bro. Yo, I was gonna say like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was my favorite problem. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? And I look at, I look at his head. He's got a fucking taser. I'm like, yo. <laughs> hey, yo, Jose out here like that? Look at that's crazy, bro. That's Iqbal, crazy. Raja. Um, Mantel is the GOAT. Thank you very much. Um, where is Hangman? No, you just missed him. He uh, He's at work, so we actually wasn't supposed to be on the podcast at all, but he did come in for like five minutes to talk about CM Punk because... Of course he did. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Appreciate it. Um Yeah, this was this was crazy, bro. Fucking Jose <laughs> with the taser. And Andrade was nailing fucking um Uno with that crutch, bro. Like, in, brother. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, man, um this the the fact that this is the way that they've put hangman into it, um, it just popped me huge, man. I thought it was gonna be a bit more uh, elaborate, you know. Um Next up, we had uh, Rouge versus Dante versus Phoenix versus Utah. This was a fun match, bunch of crazy spots. Uh, Rouge definitely made sure he got his shit in. <laughs> but uh, Utah won with his uh, little crazy roll-up pin thing that he does. Uh, it always looks really good as well. The way he transitions into it most of the time, he's getting really creative with it. Um, it's it's a really cool finish that he's added to his game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have anything to add to the uh, Fatal 4 Really fun match. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact: I actually pitched this match, not these individuals in the match, but I've been pitching to a certain owner of All Elite Wrestling to do more uh, multi-man matches, four mm-hmm. ways and three ways. Uh, and the little birdie got that message. Uh, is what I heard from the rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, I'm taking credit for this match. <laughs> of course, oh. I am. Uh, but yeah, all these guys are good. Dante's really over. Roosh was really over in this match. Uh, Chicago has a lot of Chicago AEW crowds has a lot of uh, Mexican uh, representation in the crowd all the time when they come out here. Um, Wheeler is good. Phoenix was stunning as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think anyone in this match is going to win the ladder match. Mm-hmm. My I pick- agree. I think unless the Joker is Samoa Joe or MJF, I think Andrade is winning this ladder match. I think he has the best chance from all the participants known already. I don't think Claudio's wins. I don't think Roosh win. He already had a chance on Moxley. I don't think um, – what's our boy's name? I don't think Pinto or Phoenix will win. Don't think Wheeler will win. Don't see Dante winning. Right. Unless the Joker is someone like must-see match. I think Andrade wins. You know? Hmm. Right. Where are you uh, at with the match, Rob? 
Oh, sorry, Chris. Yeah, no, you're good. You I was pretty much done. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was a great match. Uh, just a bunch of guys who who go out there and do what they do best, which is not an insult, but they just did flips. Did a bunch yeah. of cool spots. It was great. Um, Wheeler Yuta got the win, which I th- I knew he was going to because they're not gonna like make let the game lose. And I huh. I kind of see Andrade winning too. I mean, they're not gonna let Claudio try to become a double champion unless they want to try to do a Blackpool Combat Club thing with Punk, mm. which I don't see them doing. So, yeah. Yeah, man, it was it was fun, you know. Uh, seeing a ladder match, the only thing I think I always think eight people is a little bit overkill. I think I prefer six, but. You know, it gets all the talent on the card, and the, the roster's that stacked, that stacked that I completely get it, you know. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm with Rob. I think the I can't remember Rob or Chris who, you know, I'm pretty sold on Samoa Joe being a joke, to be honest. Yeah. I know, uh, I know Uncle Dave thinks it's going to be uh, MJF, it seems, but I just don't. We spoke about it earlier, obviously. I just don't think that's the uh, that's the spot for him. I think he, he probably should be Joe. Um, then you have Joe or Andrade win because obviously Andrade came back in that casino battle royale, and a lot of people penciled him in to win that because he came back as a joker in that, and it just made sense that he'd win. And then Carlo Rowley won, and uh, I know that popped a lot of people, and a lot of people had some moaning to do about it. Um, but um, that that really felt kind of like a missed opportunity for Andrade. Obviously, they went with Colo Rowley for that push at that time, which is it is what it is sort of thing. But uh, it would be cool if Andrade did get this one. But I do think it will be a a, a Joker win. But I did mention when I was on a podcast with Joe. I think it was um was I on a podcast or was I just talking to him on WhatsApp? But um the idea of Claudio kind of pops me. To be honest. Um, they just don't put the Ring of Honor title on the line. It's just for the world title sort of thing. And you just do Claudio versus uh, Punk or Moxley. Probably Punk. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll probably be the joke winning it. But uh, yeah, moving on real quick. Uh, Hangman joins the Dark Order for the Trios tournament. Again, similar to like how the Dark Order got beat up by Jose. This was kind of just... Uh, I was kind of expecting something a bit more elaborate. And, uh, you know... <laughs> But it was literally just kind of John Silver and Reynolds backstage, and Hangman was just like, "Yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> like, all fucking hell." Uh, yeah, man. Uh, obviously, you you have to assume the Dark Order are now going to be the best friends, like we've kind of assumed ever since the match got booked. To be honest, and then uh, the final is going to be the ultimate sad boy law elite. Uh, <laughs> Uh, all, all jokes aside, it'll be, I'm sure it'll be fucking tremendous, you know, um, all great workers, you know, um, even though, like I was saying before, like Ren- Reynolds and Silver, they might not be like Dragon Lee and Andrade, but they're still very good wrestlers and, you know, um, Hangman and the Elite are obviously, you know, it's pretty much as good as it gets. But speaking of as good as it gets, uh, the main event, unless you've got anything to add about Hangman. <laughs> jumping into the dark or whatever but um yeah the main event united empire versus the elite uh i'll start with you chris and i'll kind of just let you uh i'll let you hoot uh first off this match was incredible a top 10 AEW uh tv match of all time um you could argue a top 10 AEW match period of all time if you want 
Mm -hmm. Um, The moves, the story, and not just the moves. I mean, the moves is definitely what got me, but there was a lot of stories on this match between um, Osprey and Omega and the resentment. Um, Kenny Omega having Jim, uh, not Jim, uh, Justin Roberts just tell Osprey that Omega is just better than an heavyweight conceivable pop me. Um, but uh, to get serious right quick, um, not trying to hurt any feelings here, but Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, in my opinion, of course, uh, Kenny Omega right now is not at a hundred percent. I think we all can agree with that. He's at what? 80, 80%, maybe even 70. And he is still better than, Many, many. He's still better than 75% of wrestlers of all time with him being at 70%. What he doesn't have, and he still has his explosiveness. I, I know a lot of people said he was going to lose his explosiveness. He still has that, you know, how he runs the rope still. Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler in ring worker of all time. He's one of the best storytellers of all time. You can't tell me otherwise. What Kenny has done for professional wrestling is something that we will not see for a long time with someone who has the skills in the ring, with someone who has the, the, the creative mind for, for storytelling, the love for pro wrestling he has, just how good he is as a worker, as a storyteller, as a person. Kenny Omega is the greatest wrestler of all time. Kenny Omega is the greatest TV wrestler of all time. People didn't think he could... People didn't think when he made the move from New Japan to American TV, people didn't think he could do it. They were doubting him when he was doing the tag stuff with Hangman, when he was doing the, well, maybe I just don't got it anymore. Maybe I'm just better in New Japan storylines. And then, you know what he did? He became one of the best tag wrestlers in the world with Hangman, putting on great tag matches with Hangman. And then when it was time for him to get that big belt, he took it and he rode this company. He's carried this company through injuries, wrapped up, Wrapped his injuries in gold, wrapped his injuries in popping million dollar, million view dynamites every week. He is the greatest of all time, and people need to get over the biases. I don't care if it's tribalism. I don't care if it's he does too much flippy things. I don't care if it's you think Roman Reigns is better. You're just a bloodline freak. If you don't respect Kenny Omega, and you don't appreciate what he's doing for the sport of professional wrestling. I can't respect you as a person. I cannot respect (laughs) you as a man. I cannot look you in the eyes. I cannot pray for you. I wish nothing but the worst on your soul. Cook, big bro. If you're not here, he's the best. Of all time, nigga. I'm tired of saying, I'm tired of saying, oh, he's the best of the generation. No, he's the best of all time. All time, nigga. No, I'm not a Dave Meltzer guy. You know, I don't care about star rings, but seven, nigga. Who else got seven? Masawa? Whoa, whoa. Who else got seven? <laughs> Who else got seven? Who else got multiple sixes? Who else got fucking all of these fives? <laughs> they care about star ratings? No, I don't care about star ratings. But when all these people, all these journalists, all these sites are putting up how great a man is, why are we not sitting and listening like, hmm? Now that I think about it, who is better than Kenny Omega? There's not a lot of people. Brian Danielson. Yeah. Kobashi, Okada, uh, shit, uh, Angle. Who uh, who is defi- there's no one definitely better than Kenny Omega at the sport of professional wrestling, and I'm tired uh, of acting like there is. 
it is. It might be a little bit biased because he's my favorite wrestler of all time. He's a wrestler that got me oh. into watching wrestling. Yeah. The elite in general got me into watching wrestling on a constant basis. Good. But this match was amazing. It's another stamp on the great career of Kenny Omega. It will be another five star match. His second match back. It, 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 it just marvels me how good he is. Like, you know, I thought white men were the devil, but then I saw Kenny Omega and I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'll give him a chance. So, Hook, big bro. Kenny and the Bucks are the greatest thing to happen to this great sport since. <laughs> Let me not say that. They're, they're <laughs> a great addition to the sport of professional wrestling. Kenny is great. Osprey. As much as uh, of a knobhead as he is, he's a great worker. He's a great professional wrestler. Probably the most athletic professional wrestler of all time. And it might not even be a competition. Mm. Um, he's gotten way better at his storytelling, his body movements. That fucking... Uh, when he fucking um, reverses the lariat into the, the City Out Powerbomb is one of my favorite spots in wrestling. It's so pretty to look at. He's such a great wrestler. Aussie Open, you know, they're fucking great. This match was amazing, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Great match. Kenny's the best of all time. Yeah. Nick Jackson is the best hot tag of all time, too. Oh, yeah, God, um, uh, cool. You know, I, 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 I'm basically echoing his segment. You know, it's so funny because a certain nigga that made a run in today, you know, he says he's one of the best of all time, thinks he's better than Kenny. Um, I know this when when one of the you know the two guys that I just mentioned you know being Punk and Omega when one of them you know quit their American company and quit the same company they didn't run from the grind and say you know I'm just gonna go do something else no they went to Japan and cooked and went to Japan and handled a fucking business like I'm nigga y'all niggas bro y'all niggas just be lying to yourselves bro it's time to admit it bro. Kenny Omega is out here. Fucking, Nigga, look at Kenny's resume. Bro, bro, look at I'm about to say, bro, like Kenny is out here. Kenny, bro, niggas don't even realize. Kenny got hurt, I think it was 2017, 2018, I think it was. He first got hurt. His first fucking injury. Then went on to fucking Dominion and wrestled two damn near two hours. Then um, <laughs> then fucking went to Wrestle Kingdom and wrestled for 30 fucking minutes. Then came over here to the States. And IWGP 30 heavyweight matches. champion, nigga. IWGP heavyweight champion. AEW world champion. AEW tag champion. On God. New Japan heavyweight champion, tag champions. Junior tag champs. DDT junior tag champs. PWG champ. Battle Los Angeles winner. The best Gaijin of all time. Bro, when he got knocked fucking unconscious. Y'all niggas taking Stan Hansen over Kenny Omega? I'm not, nigga. On God. I love Stan Hansen. I ain't taking Vader over him too. Kenny wouldn't get bitched out by Shawn Michaels. Oh R. God! My Vader, though. <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, bro. That nigga. That nigga finished an entire tournament. Finished several entire G ones and everything with fucking vertigo, nigga. Put, bro. Y'all niggas, bro. Bro, I, I just don't understand. I I don't get it. Stop saying Roman is better than that nigga. Obviously, Roman is like what? He's not even top ten in the world no more. But y'all niggas just have that fucking clear bias where y'all niggas prefer storytelling all that weird shit, nigga. Wow. <laughs> We're talking about bias whilst doing a fucking not, say, Kenny bro. Omega not, celebration not, speech. What you mean, bro? Wait, 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 what you mean? 
Yeah, look, I, I, I agree with most of what you're saying. Like, I love Omega as well, but we can't be saying people are biased when we just we've just done like oh. I've just done a five minute fucking spoken word poem Omega, about Punk. Kenny Omega is the reason I'm definitely biased. Oh, yeah, oh that's what I mean. we got to Kenny admit Omega, it when we are being biased, you know? Bro, Kenny Omega <laughs> is, is the reason that several of these American niggas or Australian niggas, <clears throat> Bunny Murphy, have their fucking movesets right now. Now, hold on. Come on, bro. <laughs> niggas, fucking Rollins wasn't, wasn't doing the fucking ripcord V-trigger before uh, Kenny came around, nigga. Come on, bro. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny's a man. I'm not saying Kenny's not the man. Stop disrespecting the Bucks. We, we, we are, uh, we clearly have our boys. Bro, stop in, saying, no, 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 no. Stop saying the fucking, and also stop saying the fucking DUI merchants are better than the fucking Young Bucks. No, I don't even think about Cesar anymore. They, we got past that. I'm about to stop say, saying bro. that the Bret Hart merchants are better than Young Bucks. Oh, God, nigga. Stop saying that shit, bro. That shit's you. Monty. My, uh, my thing. Uh, for me to touch on the main event, it was a, uh, it was obviously an amazing match. Probably can't, I can't really add anything too much that you guys haven't already said. Um, Will Ospreay is a fucking free. Like, there's um, like yeah, he's athletic and he does the flips and we can say like you know he's the most athletic wrestler ever. But it's like some when he gets going in matches like this, like um, like last week, like um. Like the match with Shingo, like the match with Okada, uh, the match with Naito. Like when he's going, like the level of execution is insane. Like it's he pulls off his shit flawlessly, and it looks so easy to him. Like even last night when he done that um, that score twist to press to the outside, it just he made it look so easy to him. He he, he landed it so easily. Um, when he's doing flips off people's chests, when he's doing reversals, um, when he's swinging around lariats into uh, into power bombs, like the spot Chris mentioned, like he just makes everything look so flawless and he's just executed so perfectly. He's a he's a freak, man. And obviously, uh, Nick Jackson, best hot tag in the business. Um, my hot take about the books is that I think Nick Jackson is like levels better than Matt. Um, <laughs> yeah, even well, it, I think I think Matt's that, great right? as well. I think Matt is great as well. Like gen- they are genuinely like arguably the greatest tag team of all time. They're yeah, both amazing. Problem. But Nick Jackson is fucking phenomenal. Um, and just obviously Kenny Omega, like he's showing more and more glimpses of you know the old Kenny Omega, a bit more explosive in this match than the one uh, the one previous. Um, of course, he's kind of shedding a little bit more of his armor because he didn't have like the uh, the shoulder, not sling, but like the shoulder. Um... Uh, Monty, do you want to know what I noticed in these matches? Mm. In these true matches, there's one spot he has not hit yet. That's signature that he's teasing, that like he's been teasing every match he's been in so far, and he's gonna hit that at the pay per view, and it's gonna be a giant pop. He's been teasing the Terminator dive, like he was teasing it heavy in the uh, LIF match, right? Yeah, it's super obvious in the LFO And then he was, I don't know if anybody knows, no one really talked about it, but he was also teasing it in the United Empire match. And he's going to hit that. That's good storytelling where it's like, you know, yeah, you're move. He's not going to hit it until the pay per view. It's going to be a big thing. He's just a great storyteller. <clears throat> with his movement, with his body language. Yeah, he's in-ring storytelling. The same with the books as well. Like, it's very, very high level. Like, I think with the st- obviously with Kenny coming back with all like um him having like his body of armor on and shit like that. 
you know, um, I think the way that he, uh, the way he's conveyed that message and told that story in ring, he's done pretty perfectly. Like last night, I think I mentioned earlier about, you know, when Will Ospreay ripped off his uh, his compression shirt, and you know, you saw all the tape and everything, and like a lot of people have been wondering, you know, like what what kind of shape is Kenny Omega going to come back in? Because you know, he's been beat up, man, and. Um, but yeah, he looked great physically. He genuinely did. But you know, he had like he had the tape around his uh, around his abs, so you couldn't see any of that. Um, I think he still had some shoulder tape on and stuff like that. Um, he didn't have any fake tan on, so he looked really pale and stuff like that. And I was saying, I was saying to these guys earlier on, like it's gonna pop me so huge when he comes out all out and he's got that fresh tan. He's got his abs out and he's looking great and he's fucking like, I, I you know what I mean, Omega's back. But uh, then he hits the Terminator dive as well. But um, yeah, the match is the match is great. Dave's probably almost definitely going to give it another five stars. Um, but yeah, man. Um, well, uh, that's obviously Dynamite. Uh, one of genuinely probably could argue it's the greatest Churros match at the point in the promotion. Maybe it's definitely up there at least. Um, mm-hmm. Just tremendous stuff, and obviously I can't really add any much more to what these guys said about Omega. Um, he's the man. He's, he's fucking Kenny Omega, you know. Um, but yeah, to finish up, uh, I'm gonna let you guys get your shit off about Bobby Fish. Uh, Bobby Fish has Bobby left. A- <laughs> let me just get the actual news out. Uh, Bobby Bobby Fish has left AEW. Apparently, his contract has expired. He's been there less than one year, so it seems like a bit of a weird contract that he must have signed. Um, yeah, earlier on in the week, there was some red flags to the AW fans, especially when he was saying shit like, I'd go to war for Triple H. Apparently, he was complaining about the amount of matches he would have, and it was kind of a... It wasn't the most positive AW podcast from Bobby Fish, considering most of us thought he was still signed to the promotion at the time. We now know he's not. We don't know if he's going to go WWE, but I guess a tag team with Roddy over there kind of makes sense for him. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Rob, I'll let you start. Uh, Bobby Fish has left AEW. <laughs> Your thoughts? Um, no, I'm gonna let Chris go first. I'm gonna let Chris go first. Bobby, yo, what the fuck? You you are 45, nigga. What the fuck? You grown man, grown man, bro. You cannot, you cannot hold Roddy's pocket for that much longer, bro. <laughs> grown man, <laughs> what do you think you're gonna do? Be a coach. That's all you got, bro. He's 67. You love Triple H like he's your pops because you didn't grow up with a father. I get it, bro. You grew up in the fucking prehistoric time. You don't got a dad. I understand, bro. You know, a lot of black kids go through the same thing. Bro, that's not your daddy. You are 45 years old, bro. I'll go to work with Triple H. He wouldn't go to work for you? He would not go to work for you. I think Triple H would go to work for Bobby Fish, bro. What wrestling you think Triple H is trading for Bobby Fish? Bro, bro, no, he man. didn't. Bro, he Look didn't up. go to. He don't love you like he loved Kyle and like he loved Adam, bro. I'll just tell you that. You might think you do, but he don't love you like that. What's that oh boy? Uh, Grandma said to Paul Pierce, they don't love you like that. Oh God, you like that, bro, bro. I don't he know didn't. Gonna do. You're stupid. You was fucking doing all these fucking um. Relax. Dropping a hop at Triple H. She was throwing shots at top guys in the company like you're not a bench player. <laughs> all right, all right, little bro. Enjoy, uh, enjoy being PC coach. 
Bro, it's 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 so funny, Chris, that you mentioned you like, oh, he you ain't Monty, you mentioned he said you go to war for Triple H. What happened last when you got cut, bro? When they put your name on that list, did Triple H go to war for you, bro? No, well, he didn't. Nigga, you're 60, you're si- bro. No, he didn't go to war for that nigga at all, bro. He's 67. Nigga, <laughs> he, he went to war. Going, he went to war for Joe. He went to war for Joe. He didn't go to war for Bobby. So, so obviously, Joe, uh, Joe is 10 times the commodity that you are, nigga. Like, bro, you're you're 67 years old, bro. It's time. It's time, bro. These niggas are. I'm tired of all these stories coming out talking about. Oh, all these guys want to go back to the. Want to go back to WWE because Triple H is their like Triple H is their adopted parent or some shit, bro. That nigga's not your father, bro. He did not put diapers on you. He did not put none of that shit on you, bro. Stop. You niggas is thirty. You're, you're, you're like these are thirty, and I would understand. You know what I'm saying? I would understand if these are niggas like. Roxanne and shit like that. They're like, they're like 20 years old, mm. under 25 years old. I would un- I would completely understand. But they are 40 plus year old men, bro. 40 plus year old men talking about this man is like this man is your father figure. You need to stop. Half of y'all, half of y'all been in documentaries where we've seen your father. This is ridiculous, bro. Jonah, you need bro, all y'all, y'all need to stop, bro. It's disgusting. You right, know. right, Peach. You do what y'all want to see a main y'all, y'all. So y'all really sitting here talking about a main event with our truth versus Bobby Fish. That would be heat to y'all. Like this, what is he? Who does he think he is? You were ROH TV champion. You were never a world champion. They didn't see you like that. It's time to stop, bro. It's 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 disgusting. Other grown men. It is funny. It is funny to see. Uh, it is funny to see. No, for me, like, seeing Bobby Fish come out and just like <laughs> deep roll Triple H was just bro. like what? it's funny how some of these guys get with Triple H. It's very similar to like how some people got with Vint back in the day, and even towards the end, to be honest. But it was just kind of like oh, yeah, Vin- Uncle Vince. Now it's kind of like Uncle Hunter with some of these wrestlers. Um, bro, Bobby Fish got hurt and sat out for half the year, and the undisputed era was better. With him, with Roddy, uh, Cole, and uh, Nigga, Kyle, Roddy, it was Roddy and Kyle are a better Red Dragon than Bobby. Are a better Kyle. Red Dragon than them, bro. And and I know what they're gonna do. These niggas are nasty. <clears throat> they're gonna bring him back, and they're gonna try to do a tag team. And all of like the hardcore WWE stands are gonna try to uh, are gonna try to push that agenda that it was a better yeah. tag team than Red Dragon, and it's not, bro. That will. It's not. Yeah, that's that's the hundred percent what they're gonna do. But uh, from, for me, with Bobby Fish, I think uh, it seems like he's not being the most peaceful person, to put it lightly. Um, I'm going to try to be kind of like the chilled one on the Bobby Fish talk or whatever now. But, um, you know, he's, he's a pretty all right wrestler. He's got educated feet, um, you know. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't have he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't have educated feet when he tore that ACL the first time. That's crazy. Anyway, Yo, even, yeah. Anyways, Bobby Fish, he, he, he's gone. Bobby Fish is gone. He's out of AEW. I guess Mind we was talking about it earlier in the group church. The what? Do you have some Bobby Fish merch? I ain't got shit, bro. I got. Anybody, I got. I got. I got, I got Mick Foley, bro. 
Look. Anybody in the chat that shows me they have Bobby Fish merch, cut this chat. Get all some shit, bro. I don't, I don't um, think anybody has anybody. Any, any, match. anybody in the chat can name their their favorite Bobby Fish match. Singles match? No. That out. All right. All right, so, <clears throat> yeah, Bobby Fish is gone. We've done the Dynamite review. We spoke Braun. We spoke MJF. Um, I think we've covered pretty much everything. Yeah, pretty much. Everything. You think we got anything? We got any other subjects to get through? I don't think uh, we're going to do a preview of the weekend, but we kind of done that along the way. Um, obviously, Clash of the Castle is this Saturday. Um, <clears throat> just a quick one. Do you think who do you, who have you guys got in the Drew McIntyre Roman Reigns man? Uh, that's actually kind of hard. But really my is. gut is telling me Roman's retaining. But How about I you, Rob? Be a, I don't know. Sorry, I think Chris. Roman's retaining. <laughs> 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 keep cutting What did you say, Chris? I'm just saying my heart is telling me that Roman's retaining through mm-hmm. Tom Fullery. But mm-hmm. I think it would be a shame for Drew not to get a big moment in the first place you in his home country and like, what? Yeah, like, I hear you. 20 years. Uh, yeah, for, uh, yeah. Yeah. Who you got, Rob? They, uh, yeah, and going off of what you said, adding on to that, they, they are pushing this agenda and they're pushing this thing that like Roman is 730 days and he hasn't been pinned in 991 days. They just tweeted it earlier today. And it's just like, I don't, I could see Drew getting a big moment. And, but unfortunately, very unfortunately, there have been rumors swirling over the past week. And PW Insider just reported today that Solo Sokoa is being called up or might be called up. So I see Solo Sokoa helping Roman Reigns retain the belt. Mm. So. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a big pay per view. Obviously, the first UK pay per view in like 30 years, big stadium show. Hopefully, the vibes are on point. Um, it would be really. I actually, I think I'm leaning towards thinking Drew is actually going to pull it off. Um, but we'll see what happens. Gunther versus Sheamus, that'll be amazing. Obviously, all out we spoke about throughout the podcast. That's going to be a great pay per view as well. Um, NXT are doing a premium live event as well, which I'm sure will be like, you know, it's the world's collide thing. So there is a couple of nice matches on it. It'll be it'll be a nice warm up for all out in the, on the day. Um, but yeah, if you haven't already, like, subscribe, um, follow us on Twitter at WrestlePurist, um, at WrestlePurist.com. Uh, follow the guys, Rob, Chris, all over on Twitter, uh, Backupangman, Manny. Um, yeah, man, I uh, appreciate all the super chats. I'm literally on 2% battery on my laptop and I'm not born with charger right now, so I do need to get out of here. Um, but yeah, as always, we've even though we've had our technical difficulties and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, AO doing a big no show, he will be fined. Um, we should be back. We should be back on Saturday, and um, yeah, man. Doc said we'll be back on Saturday. Uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in, and um, yeah, man. Catch you guys on Saturday. Wait, Are we still you, alive? I'm about to say, did you do the intro? Uh, the intro? I think we're still alive. <laughs>